Hey everyone, this is Contrarius Live, and I'm going to be speaking here with um, a guy called Joshua. He's been listening to the podcast quite a while. So, Yeah, Josh. Yes, this is me. Hello, sir. How are you? Well, I want to let you know I'm recording this. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a tradition. I don't always do it, but uh, I've lost some just like absolutely classic audio that I didn't think, well, it's just going to be like a phone call, you know. And it was like, you're listening to it, go, this is really good, you know. And uh, <laughs> afterwards, you're kind of like, oh, man, I wish I would have recorded that. You, know? you never know how to do it. So, it's in a secret talk show room. Okay. It's not public. I, I actually recorded a – I was talking to uh, your friend there. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Discord. Mm-hmm. And I was on talk show, and uh, it, I just listened to it. It actually worked. Oh, that's cool. But I, I erased it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I met him through uh... – no, you're, you're kind of thinking like, well, we the guy from, uh, well, he lives in another country, so it's kind of weird that I would come into contact with him living in the U.S., but I did so um, because I was part of uh, a movement, which you probably, he probably told you about, um, Drake Shelton. You call it a movement, like huh? platform. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You're talking about a bowel movement or? No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, a group of people. Well, <laughs> quote unquote, because it's really not that big. It's only like a couple people. Well, um, it's online, which you know is really not technically not a movement if it's online, because that's what the you know the Illuminati want these fake relationships. They don't. It, it gives you the illusion that you have a relationship, but you really don't. I mean, it's the best yeah. we can do. You know, the best we can do, but. <clears throat> given the situation and but uh you know yeah he only has like i believe um drake only has one other guy with him at the moment um but online he uh yeah he, he does have a larger following uh, constituency <clears throat> who's this guy you're talking about that's with him quote unquote um oh it's a it's a friend that he's met um that Travel down with him. He's a farmer and a homesteader. He knows uh, he knows a lot of those type of skills. Uh-huh. Do they live together or something? Uh, no, they live close. Um, he used to come over with him on Sabbath, and he used to talk to him, and they used to play games together, and they would have the time of prayer and fellowship. <clears throat> Drake is into gaming, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have suspected that. No, me either. He's a very uh, intellectual uh, yeah. individual, and you wouldn't expect him to. Yeah, but he plays more like a Civ, like these strategic type games. Uh. So it kind of suits his 
that type of um, personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot about Drake because I'm a researcher, so it's just mm-hmm. going to happen by default. But right. uh, you, you know things that I don't know because I've never personally interacted with him or been yeah, in close proximity him. to him. Right. I used to talk to him hours every day. <laughs> it, really? It was crazy. Yeah, I was very close to him, and uh, I, I left because I noticed some problems that um, – not just with his theology – because he he just uh, he took you have to agree with him on like every single little thing or else he, he's gonna have issues with you like it's just you're, you're just gonna have a conflict which I'm I'm a lot more tolerant especially uh, with my conspiratorial views now um, I don't think and I totally agree with you that we can't know almost well most things for certain without some divine revelation or an authority yeah. figure. He doesn't understand that. No, he doesn't. I don't see any evidence of it, revelation. Everybody has revelation, you know, that that's a problematic term. When I use that term, I'm talking about a certain degree. Because I hold to, like, the Protestant view that everything that you know is given to you from God, but it's, it's actually God sits upon all knowledge, yeah. And he gives all knowledge to every man. Every man has, whatever every man has, he actually came from God. That's the Protestant view. That's the old Augustinian view. I, I believe that's what Apostle Paul taught, and that's what I believe. But we're not talking about that. You know, yeah. like I, I give an example, uh, the ability of somebody to see the color of a flower. You don't think that's a gift from God, but a blind man would. Because he doesn't have that ability. You know, things just don't happen by random chance. The reason that that... Well, the Bible actually talks about this. It talks about a man being born blind. Yeah. And, and God did that for his own glory. The disciples asked Jesus, why was this man born blind? You know what I mean? It has to do with sovereignty of God. So you believe that... Um, so this ties into... Uh, Sovereignty, this uh, view, this Protestant view of revelation, that everything that you know is uh, is from God, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's the Protestant view. It's funny how most Christians today, uh, they're not familiar with that. They're theologically liberal. They're not traditional. They just, they're not educated properly. There's no educational system in the Christian church anymore. Well, I, I actually used, I'm just going to say this, I actually used to be a Calvinist, um, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure about that anymore. Um, that's one thing, one of the huge things that broke me away from Drake is, I I, I don't know, because um, I was looking into open theism, um, which I'm currently inclined to believe in now, but I, I still see, like, I still, there's still a degree of uncertainty, because these passages could go either way, you know, and um, especially... <clears throat> Well, this kind of goes because there's this guy named Inescapable Reality. I'm not sure if you're aware of him on the internet. He's the guy that was debating Drake, and he he's a Jew. And I was telling him for a while, and um, I have heard of that guy. I'll have to maybe I'll send you a link. Well, he took it down his website and a lot of his stuff because he goes back and forth between the New Testament and the Old Testament all the time, and it's getting a little bit. It's a little bit of a nuisance, but he's just trying to be an honest person. Um, and he has a lot of problems with 
the New Testament, he thinks <clears throat> it's a long story, but basically I was under his tutelage as well, and I never rejected Christ in the New Testament. At, at this point, um, I'm just, I guess you could say, I'm like agnostic. I, I, I do, I do think he probably was a historical figure, a messianic figure that died and rose again. I, I do believe in that. And uh, you talking about Jesus? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I know this kind of sounds surprising because I came from Drake's movement, which is a messianic movement. You know, they believe in the Messiah. And I have no problems with an idea of an atonement or a messianic figure like Christ. There's just some problems with the New Testament itself that I'm trying to reconcile with the Old Testament. I can help you out with that. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult for me. But uh, real quick, that, I, mean, just, I wanted to say this. I don't want to forget mm-hmm. it, but... Uh, what you need to do is download a free PDF of a book. Uh, it's not illegal to download. It's, it's mm-hmm. a book by Lorraine Bettner. He's a Calvinist theologian. You don't need to remember that. But it's called the Reformed Doctrine. I know Lorraine Do- Bettner, yeah. Oh, it's called the Reformed Doctrine of Predestination. Mm-hmm. And he's basically got every passage in Scripture about the sovereignty of God, predestination, stuff like that. It, it's absolutely overwhelming. Uh, the reason that people don't believe in predestination is they have not been confronted with that evidence. And so if you look at it, unless you have problems with the scriptures itself, mm-hmm. uh, you, you will start veering away from open theism. <clears throat> I definitely believe that's a problematic view. You don't want to hold to that. But that has to do with theological liberalism, but that's okay. I'm tolerant of everybody, you know. Everybody yeah. is... You know, you got to meet people where they're at because they could change their opinion next week. That's why Drake is so rea- reactionary. Yeah. <laughs> Against anything that he doesn't believe in, he attacks, attack, attack. You know, you don't have to attack. Yeah. I I hold to what is called the. Uh, it's a very complex belief system. It's a branch of my theology, which I don't talk about, which is very complex. <laughs> but it's called. Uh, <clears throat> He is for theology. Right. And uh, we're in this probationary period, all of us. Mm. And uh, we're under the judgment of God. And because of that, you know, God has concealed all this knowledge. Because of that, um, you know, you've heard me talk about Matthew 17, 11, probably. Everything has to be restored in the future. That allows me to be tolerant of people. Yep. Because I know that God has... Basically, he's basically put us in the dark. And Christians have never even heard this before. They're going, what? They have, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I have never heard this either before until I came to your uh, talk uh-huh. to you. That's the only place I've heard it. And I, the, only, the only commentators I found that are actually honest with Matthew 17, 11 through 12 is uh, the pulpit commentary. <laughs> they actually admit that the Elijah figure is, is still future. Like, <laughs> what commentary is that? The pulpit commentary. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know they that. They actually admitted that, yeah. I, I just read it. <laughs> they, That's they a big commentary. That, yes. They say if Christ, they, they can't, they said it just does damage to Christ's statement if he's correcting himself. If he's saying Elijah must come first, and then later he says Elijah already came. If, he's, if that's the correcting statement from his preceding statement, then that makes no sense, and also the future tense. <clears throat> You know what's mind-boggling? Mm-hmm. He's talking about himself, and I can, I can prove it now. 
I, I make these extraordinary claims, and I know they sound <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> so I'm de- I'm deliberately doing that. What I I have this technique where I uh, I make an extraordinary claim. I back myself in the corner, and I go, "There's no way he can get out of that corner." And then I, I get out of the corner as quickly as possible. Kind of do it to amuse people. And I go, "How did he do that?" It's like a a magic trick. I used to be a magician when I was a kid. Oh, so I just kind of do it. Yeah, but uh, any, any, here's the thing. I, I haven't said this on the show, but it's impossible for a Christian or anybody to prove that he's not Elijah. And you're yeah, isn't going, that the hey, Jewish view? Anyone could be a, uh, the prophetic figure? Uh, well, there's different Jews. That's, that's, a, that's a very weak view theologically, because that, that's absolutely not true. It's, there's only one person. They, you're talking about potentiality. Anyone potentiality, can potentially right. be them, That's a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Uh, the Jews oh, are liberal the, theologically. They, uh, they, right. they have weak views of uh, sovereignty. Anyway, i got to back that right. up, so I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Okay, what you have to do to prove that he's not Elijah, you have to infallibly prove that Elijah did not ascend to heaven. Okay? Unfortunately, you can't do that. You can't do that with the Bible. You also cannot infallibly prove that Enoch did not ascend into heaven. Okay, so here, here's the way it works, okay? Jesus said, no man has ascended into heaven except for the Son of Man who descended from heaven. Okay? So he spoke that in the first century, mm-hmm. and he's claiming to have ascended to heaven. Christians completely ignore this passage because it's not compatible with their belief system. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when did he do that? Well, um, <clears throat> he didn't do it in the first century, but if he did, you can't prove it with your Bible, okay? He's, he, the Bible clearly teaches that Enoch and Elijah ascended, okay? Right. Now, what the Christians do, they try to say, well, it wasn't heaven proper. They go with the Schofield reference Bible. No. <laughs> it's got this propaganda where there's three heavens. That, I don't think oh, that even, yeah. view even existed before that. Yeah, there are multiple heavens, I, I believe yeah. there's seven of them. Right. But the Bible doesn't speak about this. It doesn't tell you how many there are, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. It's actually it tells, Revelation, Dave. Can't go there. <laughs> it tells you <laughs> in non-canonical text, but I don't think they're authoritative either because I'm always suspicious of you yeah. know, being a forgery. So anyway, um, um, what they're trying to say is that it wasn't heaven proper. You know what I mean? And so it's this lower heaven. Uh, but that's false. And how do we know that? Look at the subject matter that he's talking about. Where did Jesus descend from? Heaven proper. Where the Father was. The heaven. That's the subject matter. They're twisting the text. So can you prove that Elijah didn't descend into heaven? Because that's what you're going to need to do. He's talking about himself. He used to be Elijah. Now, we got all kinds of problems with Christian theology, and I don't expect you to believe this. Mm -hmm. Christians are completely stupid about emanation. They don't even talk about it. If the subject comes up, they go, oh, that's Gnostic. Emanationism has never been condemned by a church council. And like I said on the show, the reason it hasn't been condemned is Satan doesn't want you to even think about it. He doesn't want you to discuss it because it's what the Bible teaches. 
okay? Because that's going to radically change your Christology. So anyway, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not going to prove anything here, but I'm just saying <clears throat> I have a highly developed Christology. It's more advanced than anything out there. I don't even talk about it because people can't even – it's over people's heads. You know, they, they, people don't do theology. So anyway, um, he's an emanation of the figure on the throne, which is in you know, Revelation 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's an upper son of God, and there's a lower one. There's actually three different levels of existence. There's an eternal realm, which Christians completely ignore. They don't know anything about it. <clears throat> And then God created a temporary heaven. Temporary, okay? Mm. It was a time when it didn't exist, and there's going to be a time when it doesn't exist in the future. That's a different subject. But each one of these levels, there's a father figure, okay? Because there's an upper father. They don't know anything about that either. And that's not a theory. We can prove that. You've probably heard me talk about Revelation 4.11. Yes, uh, this, uh, where Christ sits on the, the same throne as the, well. Yeah, well, that figure on the throne, there's someone behind him. Now, before right. the throne, you have the land. Oh, you yeah, he gives power. He, he gives, uh, he's given power, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Who's giving him power? Yeah, I don't know what to do with that passage, Um I, I call that, that the God behind God. There's actually a right. po- podcast up called The God Behind God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I uh, differ at the moment. Um, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I believe, I believe, because, um, well, if he came from Drake, you know, Drake obviously doesn't believe, um, believes God is actually uh, a person, you know, that has a form. He doesn't believe that God is a person? No, he he believes that God is a person, like that he oh. actually has a form to him, and I believe that too. I believe that the Father in heaven is um, the ultimate, as you could say, the uh, the highest Elohim is uh, okay. yeah well, has a form, and I do believe I do think an emanation. Um, I do believe that emanationism could prob- possibly work with that because I was I was because um, you do see that kind of thing where. God can come down in, in another form, like an angel or something, a Malak Yahweh, or an angel, um, but it's identified as Yahweh at the same time. Yeah. Like, I've seen Yahweh, and I, I do think that there could be, because in the ancient Near East, I was reading this book called, um, by Sumner, I have it with me right here, called The um, Bodies of God in the World of Ancient Israel, mm-hmm. and he talks about this, how um, there's, like, multiple Yahwehs, at that time, and he gives the archaeological evidence too. Um, but yeah, I do think I, I just I think emanationism is possible. I just don't. Um, I believe that it, it's emanating from a from a person, like a corporeal entity. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my belief. But I, sorry if I interjected there from. What you're no, saying. that's fine. How old are you again? Uh, I'm 20 years old. I couldn't believe that your friend was only 18. Yeah. yeah I told him, I said, you sound like an intellectual to me. He, he is an intellectual. He's very uh, intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. He, he studies, that's what all he does is study philosophy. Um, I used to do that under Drake, um, but I kind of, I don't know if um, recently I had some problems with my health and my mental 
clarity has greatly declined, unfortunately. And uh, I can help you out with all that stuff. Yeah, I'm talking about for real. I mean, I, I actually know what to do. I don't care what the problem is. It's not that difficult, but anyway. Yeah, I got. I'm I'm getting into like. Uh, well, I've tried some try to minimize EMS and stuff because I'm around that. I have a 5G cell tower around me, so that's definitely gonna do something. What'd you say, MMS? Yeah, EMS. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get some various mitigation devices. Like, uh, well, I've gotten Shungite. Um, I have like this organ generator and uh, some crystal, like oh, quartz cool. crystal. I got so uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking into that. You should get that medallion. Medallion. I actually have that, by the way. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I have it right in my room. The sensor five. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, talking about something to wear around your neck. Yes. Because uh, that will that will help you twenty four seven. Everyone should have one. I've haven't said that for a while on the show, and, and everyone needs to have a uh, air purifier because that helps twenty four seven too. If you're around it anyway. Right. Yeah, I have an or I have an Oric machine. Does that count as one? Or are you talking about something that's a little bit? Um, uh, basically, you're talking about like an ionizer type right. air purifier. Yeah, I have a couple that, of those. Put that ozone. Oh, oh, ozone? Yeah, I don't have an ozone device. You, do you don't have to have ozone, but uh, the thing about ozone, you know, it's O3, chemical cousin mm-hmm. of oxygen, is you can turn it up high and completely neutralize any kind of toxins if they're exposed to the ozone. Right. Like when you go to the store, you leave, you know, just fumigate your home. Yeah, because every home is toxic, man. It's just yes. Ridiculous. Well, and that's uh, one thing people don't realize is that literally everything's designed to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's all weaponized. Yep. Yeah, the reason that you can figure that out is because it's statistically unlikely that everything could be wrong all the time. So if somebody planned all this, of course, it's Mr. Satan again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's people just, they just want to live in this world of malaise and, you know, they don't, this, this world that's been constructed for them. You know, if you yeah. stop and think, Josh, that that alone, you got to do something with information. You got to apply it. That's what I'm good at. That alone will indicate strongly that God has us in a, uh, a period of probation. You know, all the chemtrails uh, yeah. they're they're falling on the Christians too. Is God doing anything yeah. to stop chemtrails? Well, He might be. I think He's probably holding it back. It'd be worse. Yeah. How can you say day. we're not in a period of probation? <laughs> no. When God's not protecting any Christians from uh, chemtrails, except for Frank. Yeah. Frank in Australia, he says he's living in the Garden of Eden, so he's protected. Everybody else has got chemtrails raining down on them. <laughs> yeah. I Their know. hair is full of aluminum. They God, don't know God that. would never do that. And know. God doesn't even tell the Christians. They don't even I know, know it's this. Complete ign- it's ignorance. Complete How many ignorance. pastors in America, I'm talking behind the pulpit, not whispering in the hallway somewhere, is trying to help people to realize that there's chemtrails in the How many pastors are doing that in America behind a pulpit? No, no one. Actually, <laughs> I'm part of a church. My my dad's an elder, and that's why I was really? kind of worried there in case he called and he picked up, like, who is this, you know? I'm glad you're going to church. People think I'm anti-church. I'm not. I'm right. pro-church. There's so yeah. many things that are wrong with church. I'm going to point them out, but I tell people to go to church and keep your mouth shut. Yeah, personal relationships are really important because that's what the yeah, kingdom of God is made up of. So most of the people listening to my show are what I call like an internet Christian. And they don't yeah. have like these personal connections. In fact, a lot of times they don't have anybody 
in close proximity to them, they can even talk to you about this stuff. Yeah. It's sure. really important to um, <clears throat> to link up with people. That's how you mature. You, you can't truly be mature without interacting with people. You that's, know? Yeah, I'm, I'm different because I have a gift. Right. Uh, because I'm basically a hermit, which is a strange word to a Christian. It's not in the Eastern Church. You might have heard me talk about that. They They believe that the vocation of a hermit is a divine gift. They're right about that. It's, it's right in the Bible. There's people like, you know, Elijah. John the Baptist, John the Baptist yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes they live alone completely. Sometimes they live with a group of people like Moses and David, you know, in the wilderness. But God isolates them uh, in order to induce growth, and he teaches them in the wilderness. Right. It can be a spiritual wilderness or it can be a literal wilderness. I've been in this wilderness for right? yeah. oh, three decades. Wow. And guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get out of this wilderness. And that's when God's going to bring the hammer down. That's why I'm not I, even trying to communicate my belief system. I've almost like given up. I, I'm apathetic. Yeah. When I talk about theology and I get complex, nobody understands what I'm talking about. I realized that Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago when I did a really heavy podcast on theology. I go, nobody understands what I'm talking about. Why do you even do this? You guys could help me out with that because you guys got inquisitive minds. What was that? Sorry. You guys got inquisitive minds. Oh, yeah. All you need to do is see, most people are not humble enough, at least on an ongoing basis, to ask an authority questions because they feel uncomfortable being in the, in the neophyte or student role. See, if you desire knowledge, you're not even thinking about that. I remember when I was a young Christian. It really crossed my mind. I was asking people questions all the time because I didn't know. Yeah. Right. And this is internal programming. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. To shut down anything like that. They don't want that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, in the yeah. medieval era, in the ancient world, nobody had a problem. They were more humble, see. They didn't have all this programming from technology. And, you know, they would <clears throat> sit at the feet of the master and learn. Well, that's, that's what how the whole apprenticeship it was, right? Now, today, in the consumer culture, we're all programmed to compete with each other. Me versus you. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. You know, this is why people are arguing all the time. Yep. Why is it that I don't, I'm not arguing all the time? Well, I actually know how to neutralize that kind of thing. I don't, I don't do it unless I actually have to. If someone right. attacks me, we're going to have an argument. Okay. Right. But I, I don't like that. So there's, there's different techniques you can use to neutralize that. Drake would have a very hard time with me. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to debate yeah. him. I know. Yeah. Okay. I already told uh, your friend that uh, because um, he, he doesn't live a Christian life. Okay. And you can prove that in about 10 seconds. He did a podcast on uh, the vid- YouTube video on uh, advocating masturbation. I'm mm-hmm. not going to even talk about that because it doesn't matter. But yeah. he used uh, the C word two different times uh, for female genitalia. This is one of the most offensive words. Some people think oh, this is right. the most offensive word. Some women think this is the most offensive word, period. Yeah. I don't think it is. I don't like the word M. Fucker. How do you want to say that? I can't believe it. You've got Christians out there on YouTube that say this word. 
What's wrong with these people? Anyway, um, when, when he did that, he completely destroyed himself. What he needs yeah. to do, if he wants to have a Christian ministry, he says he's not a Christian, right. is publicly repent and acknowledge what he did. That guy needs a mentor, somebody to tell him, look, at this is wrong. You can't do yeah. this. There is nobody. He doesn't listen to anybody. So he's done. It doesn't matter what comes out of his mouth. He can say anything he wants to. He completely destroyed himself, and he's done it repeatedly. So, yeah. So much for him. I don't think uh, I don't really think swearing is a sin, but I don't I agree that he shouldn't be doing that when he's talking about serious. Well, you have to define like what what swearing is, you know. I mean, because right. uh, see, I uh, actually talked about this in the show. I came from an Irish family, and they would they use this. I guess they called it shanty talk, but they would yeah. say words like crap and stuff like that. I mean, I grew, you know I grew up with that kind of stuff, so I don't. I don't worry about those kind of words. I'm not like, you know, strict fundamental type Christian type, you know. Yeah, I'll say the word shit or something like that. You know what I mean? And actually, all of us talk that way in our private life more than we do on the air, you know. That's true. (laughs) But uh, I'm still from the, you know, the 70s type mentality where back then, the F-bomb was an F-bomb. Today, it's like absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's so flippant. Yeah. I have to... been forced to admit that the word has changed. You have to make allowances that words change. That word does not have the same power as it used to. It's not as bad as it used to be. There's no way it can be. Yeah. This is a common word now. Women use it all the time. These young women today. Oh yeah. That's the way they talk. Yeah, and I, I think it's yeah, it's undesirable and I really don't think if you, if you're talking about serious uh, topics like that. I don't think it's very. Um, I think it's very good. A good thing to be doing that. No, you're discrediting yourself. Yeah, that's true. So you, if you're gonna uh, try to communicate uh, theology to people, you got to get uh, all your ducks in a row. You, you, there's other things you have to do too. You just can't focus on that. You know. Anyway. Right. Yeah. He he has a very different. Um, it's the way that he approaches. Uh, things it's very different from you. I noticed that right off the bat when I started listening to your uh, talk show because um, he just silences all opposition. A- any type of uh, divergence from his quote-unquote platform or his systematic theology, you're pretty much done. You know, like I mean, there's a couple topics that he will tolerate, but by and large, you know, all these other topics that we don't have certainty about, he'll just hammer it down on you. And, um, well, for me, it was a little bit more serious because obviously I was questioning the New Testament and Messiah, but, uh, Uh which I'm still kind of in that period, but, um, have you heard me say that you can't prove that Jesus was a historical figure? Uh, I've heard similar things, yeah. Well, the reason I say that is you can't prove anything. Choose a different century. I could say 15th. Nothing can be proven, absolutely. Well, yeah. Okay, but at the same time, as far as historical figures go, there's more evidence for the existence of Christ, Yeshua, whatever you want to call him. Anybody else, because of one word, influence. Who influenced humanity... More than Jesus. Nobody. So you're going to come out and claim, oh, he didn't exist. He's an idiot. 
But anyway, that's an unprovable theory, too. So you can't, oh, there's, there's sufficient evidence that he existed. You can't quite close the door. But like I like to say, and this is, this is not going to happen, but what you do, you, get, you actually get these people, uh, maybe they're unemployed, and say, hey, what we're going to do, we're going to give you, we're going to pay you every day, and you've got to sit here for four hours each day and attend this seminar. And day after day, we're going to produce evidence that Jesus was a historical figure. And as you sit there, the evidence is going to climb higher and higher and higher. After a while, it gets absurd. But can you absolutely prove it? No. No. But the see, that's, that's typically the situation. So who cares? Right. It's not about absolute proof. That's what people, they don't get that. Christians don't get no. that. You typically can't absolutely prove a whole lot of things. You can only, the only way you can have absolute proof is through divine revelation. That's the only way. Yeah. Well, and then right. try proving that to somebody else. Too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they need to have their revelation. Unless you have a very high trust relationship with somebody, you really respect them, you're not going to be not convinced. Gonna believe. No. Um, that's the way things are. Yeah, it's just, it was a shame, though, because I, I noticed, too, I guess... I need to elaborate further why I because that's what, you know, I was, I was very close friends with him. You know, I talked to him every day. Um, we were really close to one another. And you know, I, I noticed that he would deliberately shut people down and he would actually, um, <clears throat> he would actually lie about them. And, and um, he'd be deliberately dishonest when it, when it came to people asking honest questions, you know, about these certain doctrines. And uh, you could tell it was a very touchy subject for him, and he just wanted to askew all conversation about that topic. So he would shut it down immediately by doing these dishonest tactics. And I saw I called him out on it, and he wouldn't address what I said. You cannot correct him. He's uncorrectable. Yeah, and I know I figured that out. He's uncorrectable. And he doesn't listen to anybody. No, he doesn't. And it's a shame because I... Yeah, I have high respect for him, and I don't know, like, uh-huh. if he knows that still, but I still do. Uh, he's a very intelligent person. Uh, he's, but, uh, he has someone that has what I call book knowledge, okay? Yeah. That's why he's always appealing to a book. What I do on the show, I'm, there may, eventually there'll probably be a podcast title called this. We're going to go beyond the book. You've got, you've got to go beyond the book. Look at right. all these great men in the Bible. You know, Enoch, Moses, Elijah, John the Baptist, every single one of them went beyond the book. They weren't restricted by books, were they? You know, book you know, learning, book knowledge. No. He places such a high value on that. There was a time when that was my mentality, too. I always had my head in the book. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think that I sufficiently extracted what I need from books, generally. Yeah. I'm just not picking up that much anymore because um, it... Books are very, very limited. You stop and think about one thing. How much revelation is in books? Now, if you stop and think that God covered all these things up, are you going to discover them in the book? No. Drake doesn't know this. He's never heard it before. And he would immediately disagree because that's not his belief system. Right. Because he believes uh, revelation is closed. uh, Oh, that's completely absurd. Yeah. You can blow that out of the water very quickly. Yeah. And there's no way to refute it. First of all, right. that's an unprovable position. There's no way that human can prove that. Yeah. <clears throat> it, He's setting himself up as an authority. How is he? 
puny human. Who's the authority to come out and say there can never be any more revelation? You don't yeah. have that authority. Uh, there's all kinds of ways I could come at that from different angles. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, where it talks two different times about <clears throat> I'm going to do a new thing. It, this new thing has not happened yet. By the way, it has to do with a new covenant. Because That's why Christians wouldn't believe what I just said. They go, what? Anyway, <laughs> uh, can, does Drake know what this new thing is? He just assumes that he's. Well, he assumes that when it talks about anything new, like in Jeremiah 31, it's talking about the new covenant of Christ, right. Yeshua. Well, you have to have absolute certainty about this new thing that God's going to do in order to make that bombastic statement that there cannot be any revelation. How do you know that it's not going to involve fresh revelation? Does he have that authority? No. Neither does anybody else. He's not thought about that yet. So. No. So yeah, if he, I was interacting with him, I would drop that in his lap right there. Is he going to refuse yeah. that? He's not going to refuse that. He can, yeah, he okay. can't refuse No, he's not going to refuse that. Now, if he showed any signs of aggression to me, i just talk over his head consistently. He'd go, you can't do that. I guarantee I can do it. It's child's play. Right. And if he starts to uh, irritate me further, I'll start asking him a series of questions just like Jesus did. But I already know he can't answer because I know where his weaknesses are. Why do I know these things? Because I'm a researcher. What I do, I don't produce much. I observe. I have to. I have to have my finger on the pulse of everything that's going on out there. You know, when this prophet shows up, we want a prophet. You know, if he's in there in a big room, he's got a microphone. Somebody asks him, are you familiar with the subject of chemtrails? Do we want a prophet that goes, well, I've not heard of that. You got you got to have a handle on all this stuff. This is the world we live in. Yes. It's, it's really something to think about that because you're going, wow, this guy is actually going to have that kind of knowledge. He's going to impress conspiracy theorists. He's going to talk over their head. He's going to know more about conspiracies than they do. I've never heard anybody say that, you know, because they don't even talk about him, right? And you're going, wow, that has to be true. He has to have that kind of knowledge. He has to, and he will. Okay. Because he's going to restore everything. He's got to be Mr. Knowledge, right? Right. He has to have the information in the first place. So he has right. to know what, what to restore. That's true. So, yeah. He'll be the most knowledgeable person. It will be – he's going to basically talk over people's heads. But um, see, Jesus, you know, he talks simply, right, to get the message out. You got to do that. But he also talked over people's heads, and nobody understood what he was talking about. I pointed that out, Matthew 13. The disciples said, why do you speak to the people in parables? He said, the kingdom of, <clears throat> of heaven has been given to you, or the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Right. He was actually fulfilling a prophecy made by David. I, I believe it used to be David. I know it sounds bizarre. Oh, yeah. I, I believe the Bible. So you, well, the Bible teaches like this. <clears throat> So you believe he's kind of like a reincarnation of David? Yeah, he comes back over and over again. Yeah. It's Adam. Adam keeps reincarnating. You cannot use the Bible to prove that he's not Adam. You, you, can't, you can't do that with a Bible. It's impossible. Yeah. Okay? Uh, the Bible been, says uh, it. It says it right in Acts 3.38. Or, excuse me, Luke 3.38. I'm shopping here, so I'm going to be a little distracted. Uh, no Adam, the son of God. Christians completely ignore the passage because it conflicts with their religion. That's what they do in a cult. 
right? Yeah. No question. When something conflicts with your religion, like Jehovah's Witnesses, you just simply ignore it. That's what the Watchtower does. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And behind all that is Satan. See, that's why the Christian church doesn't talk about emanationism. He doesn't want a discussion. He doesn't want a debate. He wants to hide it because it's too critical. Now, he has to have permission from God. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with Satan. It has to do with what has God revealed and what has God covered up. Because God's covered up a, whole, a lot of things. It's a punishment. Yeah. You won't hear anybody say that. They think all the knowledge out there is available, and you can access it through various means. This is why every single epistemology is false. They've never been developed because they completely ignore the esoteric. Yeah. Obviously, that's going to be a very important subject. With epistemology, has anybody talked about this before? No. Not that I'm aware of. Never heard of it. So I know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that, that's one thing I, I was just thinking about, like with because I, I still go to my parents' church from now, at, you know, from time to time, and I do like to be around people. I, uh-huh. I do, but it's also that's very great. hard. It's also very I hard know. when you believe these things. Like uh, just my conspiratorial view, uh, views, of, well, which are pretty much my friends and yours. Yeah, because he got from you, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much. If you hold to these views alone, I mean, that alone will kind of break most relationships with people. They think you're crazy, a weirdo. You're you're just a Uh, Well, I know how to deal with those people. I address the problem immediately. If they start to show that kind of behavior, and I'll put them in their place. But as a general rule, uh, those type of people, they're scared of me. Because I'm an intellectual, and and they know that they're not. And uh, they will not even approach me. They will not even criticize me. You don't see any criticism of Dave Eager on the Internet. No. There's a little tiny bit, but it's not even by a Christian. I have when I went on fakeologist.com. Oh. No, they don't even understand what I'm talking about. I was, under, I was talking over their head, too. I was talking about devolution. I was challenging somebody oh, okay. to disprove it. These people never even heard of this before. It's so evident, though. Uh, uh, Everything is evolving. Yep. Drake, he doesn't even understand that. Never even heard of it. <clears throat> I'm assuming. Well, actually, he does believe in devolution. He that's one I'm of talking his about biological devolution, primarily. Yeah, because that's actually the reason why he believes is the that's the cause behind uh, <clears throat> the different races. Because he that he thinks the original man was uh, a Caucasoid, and he thinks that. The other races came out through Syria. Well, even even the Caucasian, uh, Caucasian races today have evolved from, you know, and from the one you know the types in the past. There's no doubt about that. And he admits that too. But he's just saying that um, all the other races evolved from the Caucasian man. It, well, there's no way to prove that with the Bible with anything else. But it, it is a it does kind of it is consistent with certain parts of his uh, philosophy, I'll say. And but yeah, he does believe in. Evolution, but he doesn't believe it in, in the sense that you do, uh, because there are certain things that I'm, I'm sure you believe that people in the past used to have all these abil- like these abilities or so-called supernatural. I, I'm not acknowledging that he uh, believes in evolution. I'd have to hear more information. So yeah, you're not getting a thumbs up at my end. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I think he believes it partially somewhat. Partially, yeah. Anyway, I don't think he's fully consi- He doesn't really. Uh, Take him, take them to the, or take that 
not doctrine, but belief to its logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm shopping but, here. I already told you that. So keep that in mind. A, oh yeah, no problem. I've done some yeah. pretty good podcasts while I'm shopping. That's something <laughs> unique to me. How does he do that? It's, people um, just like, like look at. What are the people around you? They just like who's this person talking to? Like what? What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a few looks every once in a while. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I've kind of honed my techniques over the years. I'm pretty good at it. <clears throat> I mean, how, how many people do a podcast? I'm talking about. I know. I'm talking about complex things. It's one thing to yeah. just talk on the phone. No, no, we're talking about complex things here. How many people do that? <laughs> Right. I don't know of anybody. I'm either. It's all very It is. Yeah, these podcast titles are pretty funny. I changed it last night. I put uh, the the one I just released. I put Frank. Frank yeah. is right. I might change it to Frank was right, but I'm talking about Frank Zappa. The guy in Australia. No, Frank Zappa was a musician. Oh, okay. He was uh, part of the Laurel Canyon crowd. Did you hear about that? I mean, there's a couple links there in, in the notes for that show. You should watch that. Oh, there's I a video. There's a YouTube video of a song that's called Plastic People. It's really? absolutely hilarious. Do you think that's Revelation of Method or something? Oh, well, or, he was an uh, insider because of his right. father. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember it was, what his father was involved in, whether it was intelligence or something. I just don't remember it, but... Uh, he was born into that whole thing. Yeah. And the yeah. only way you can join them is to be born into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also there's a link on there talking about him and the Laurel Canyon connection. Because that's where all these stars were coming from was Laurel Canyon. And it shows you right there it's conspiracy. Yeah. Huge subject. There was a guy called Dave McGowan. You ever heard about him? <clears throat> no. Well, he wrote a book about that. And it's actually, now, I don't know if this is legal to download. But it's actually available in a PDF. So I'm not telling you to download. I'm just saying it's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's a great book. I actually have not read the book. David McGowan, you said? Dave McGowan. Dave McGowan. Well, you could just put Laurel Canyon and probably put Dave. <laughs> Did you say You'd Laurel Canyon? Laurel. A. Oh. L-A-U-E-R-E-L. Is that how you spell? Laurel. <clears throat> Something like that, yeah. And then Canyon, you said? Canyon, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so it's about uh, these uh, stars that came out of this one. Uh, are these, uh, is it actors or uh, uh, singers? Uh, uh, mainly talking about musicians. Uh, musicians. You think of somebody like David uh, Crosby? Yeah. Uh, that guy didn't have any talent. I don't know what happened along the way. He was horrible. And then he becomes this big star. How do they do that? I don't know. But he was talentless right. to begin with. So do you believe that's actually uh, the case with the, the major- vast majority of these musicians, even in the past? That they, uh, as far as not nobody talent? Yeah. No, it's actually the opposite. That's why he's kind of a mystery. They actually uh, utilize people. They... Uh, they got a personality profile on everybody, okay? So they're always, uh, they know about everybody, what you have, what you don't have. And uh, if you've got it, they know about it. And uh, they use these people, and then they potentially throw them away. They may 
Well, that's what they did not. with the, the guy in the Beatles, right? Yeah, I definitely believe that he was... Uh, I actually believe that was an accident. I don't believe he was murdered. Oh. See, some things have to be an accident. You can't... <laughs> that's the problem with these conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theorists, they think they can figure everything out. You're talking yeah. about unknown. How do you know that he was murdered? You cannot prove that's that true. he was murdered. No, you it's can't. impossible. But they think it's certain. See? They yep. don't know how to think. Everyone wants to believe in that everything's certain. I, just, I think it's inherent. You know, we want to be... gives us comfort. <clears throat> well, see, we most people are children. They're adult children. And yeah. uh, what you're looking for there is emotional security. You want to be able to comprehend your world because that makes you feel emotionally secure. See, the great unknown is what scares people. This is why they want an authority to tell them what the truth is. Isn't that what Lovelace said? The, the greatest human fear is the fear of the unknown. He's I'm got not familiar the, with that quote. The Call of Cthulhu. Got that word, the author. I haven't heard of that one, but yeah. I think he's, he's definitely an occultist. Basically, the Call of Cthulhu is uh, about these, uh, not the mob, but malevolent entities that exist underground. <laughs> Sound wow. familiar? <laughs> yeah. Now, why doesn't anybody talk about that? That's a good question. They completely... <laughs> I'm talking uh, to somebody. Oh. They completely ignore the subterranean. You know why? Out of sight, out of mind. It's a common human failing. In fact, I've talked about it over and over on the show that what people pay attention to is information that's set in their lap. Well, they don't set it in their lap. Somebody else does. Okay? It falls in their lap, and then they examine it. They, they see... <clears throat> The normal creativity skills that people had all through history, they're basically gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they destroy you at the latest while you're in middle school. Almost everybody's destroyed. Because every child has natural creativity, right? Yes. That's what one happens. reason I like children. <laughs> yeah, they're inquisitive, in you see? Yes. Adults are not inquisitive. They think they figured it out. Oh, we got it all figured out. You know, just television watchers. Yeah. It's really bad. It sounds sometimes like I'm exaggerating. But I've had yeah. person after person go, Dave, this, this is the truth, man. People are just absolutely messed up. Yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. I, I noticed that I can't really, like, with the older generations of my parents' generation, I can't communicate any of these ideas. Like, it's just they can't. Their minds have already been sealed off from this <clears throat> These, they, uh, the problem is they don't have a desire to know. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, if there's no desire, then you you can't do anything for these people. That's true. Yeah. There's all kind of roadblocks, you know, the ego, stuff like that. Uh, but that's if you don't even have a desire, it's just not going to happen. So anyway, <clears throat> it's a fool's errand trying to educate these people. And God's not trying to help them either. They're going to die ignorantly. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, you know, we got this light figure showing up. That's a different factor. But, you know, you add yeah, him so, in there, that could change everything. Right. It you really depresses me from day to day. It's like I really don't. When I really think yeah. about it, like I really don't care about anything else in life other than to have God intervene in this, you know, <clears throat> this world that's been uh, oppressed and uh, basically, you know, destroyed. Day by day. Well, just setting aside God, which is the most important subject, it's really hard <laughs> to set aside God. But the most important thing, I mean, we're not talking about worship of God or anything like that. 
the most important thing is the acquisition of knowledge. And yeah. the reason is, uh, I could make another statement, the most important thing is correct action. Well, you hear people talk about that. You can't act correctly unless you have correct knowledge, unless you have a correct action performed by random chance, or yeah. someone's helping you, some kind of divine being helping you, and you're just ignorant. To help you perform a correct action, you know what's going on. Okay, um, that doesn't happen very often, does it? Those two exceptions. No. How many times do people perform a correct action by random chance? So that means very you have to learn and educate yourself. That's the most important thing. And you'll notice that society is completely opposed to that. Right. I, talk, I think I talked about that just recently, that uh, call it self-education, right? Right. Does the government well, talk it, about that? or Nobody talks about self-education. You're on your own. You, you, yeah, you have, to go, you have to go uh, to their state-funded schools to attain knowledge. And also, right? the more you educate yourself, the more people will withdraw from you. This is very interesting. I've never said that before. They, you're not supposed to talk about this, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it anyway. This is um, I'm going to put a term on it. But anyway, they start to feel inferior. They will never confess this to you. They may not even confess it to themselves, okay? Uh, but they don't like intellectuals because they feel inferior around them. Yeah. And a lot of people go through an initial stage of being inquisitive. But eventually, that old programming kicks in. Then they have to pull away and withdraw. But they start to feel uncomfortable around you. They don't feel comfortable in the student role. Okay? Because people today, the great majority of people are narcissists. They have massive egos. It's all about me, me, me. Right. How great I am. And you, you promote yourself, you know, just like your little Hollywood star. Everybody's supposed to do this. You know, look at Instagram, all this garbage out there. <clears throat> oh, yeah, social media. They're in love with themselves. So when they interact with an intellectual, they start shrinking. You actually feel it, like you're getting smaller and smaller. It's like, I don't like this. But see, when you're really in that inquisitive mode, you're not even thinking about those things, are you? And eventually the programming starts to kick in, then you have to back away because you yeah. feel too small. So these are the things that we can't talk about, but I just talked about it anyway, didn't I? And people say, well, that's your theory, Dave, because you have a high opinion of yourself. Well, that's, you know what that is? That's an emotional reaction, and that's your programming. And it'll just go. Well, I, it's interesting. My friend was just telling me uh, the other day something he was speaking on a certain topic. This guy's like, you really have to be opinionated about everything, do you? You know, it's like some one of his guys in Nix's apartment. You just said that then, and they assume that if you if you have any eminent degree of knowledge or just not even that, but any type of preliminary, if you have any type of preliminary inquiry on any anything, they they think that you're, you know, you're you're this person that wants to, uh, you know, pronounce that you're above them or something. Yeah, it's like. That's because they're in the competition mode. You see that, like I mentioned earlier? That's the way right. they think. They never get out of that way of thinking. Me versus you. How yeah, about they don't forgetting have... all the me versus you stuff and just, just forget it all? Can we do that? No. Yeah, right. That's, that's what well, they're Well, that's because we don't that live level. in a tribal, tribalist mindset. We don't have that. Absolutely. But and you don't hear <laughs> people talking about that stuff. No. Because that gets into a lot of subject matter that we don't want to discuss. 
they don't want you to even hear that word. Unless, you know, Hillary can come out and say something like that. Okay, but no. Oh, yeah. That's why we're so dysfunctional, because we need the tribe. Everybody is supposed to have a role in the And this is why people are committing suicide, they're depressed, they're drinking. There's no purpose. They don't feel any sense of personal fulfillment. You know, going to these slave jobs, that's not going to give you sense of fulfillment. I mean, it could. No. But, you know, look at the males, see. I mean, God, males are actually wired by God to, you know, have a sense of self through accomplishment. So how do you accomplish things today? Well, through your job for most people. Most people don't like their job. No. You know what I mean? That's true. And what the heck's going to happen if you're unemployed like so many people are out there now, you know? That's not a entirely bad thing because that's when you can start to educate yourself. You got all these researchers out there. I call them researchers. They're just unemployed. <laughs> yeah. So that's why every once in a while I, I don't like saying this, but that's why I, every once in a while I say, especially if I'm talking to somebody new. Well, I've been a uh, full-time researcher for I guess it's 27 years now, and you're yeah. going, oh, he's really full of himself. Well, the reason they say that is because um, <clears throat> there's all kinds of unemployed people out there that are researchers. I'm not talking about them. This is something different. Yeah. They're researchers yeah. too, you know, but the reason they're researchers is because they're unemployed. Now, I got called to this by God. And it actually had to do with a job and everything like that. I've talked about it on the show. Yeah. I was actually working. God sent a prophet to me. I was scared out of my mind. I go, how in the heck am I going to provide for myself? He's been providing me for 27 years. And how much do I talk about money on the show? What does yeah, that you tell don't. you? God's taking care of me. Always has. There you go. Try refuting that. <clears throat> you can't do it. No, I'm, I'm sure like you get all the, uh, you know, atheists will just totally dismiss oh, what you say. Yeah. Uh, atheists. Uh, <laughs> eventually some atheist is going to dialogue with me. And it will be uh, a new form of humor. <laughs> but I don't yeah. believe in uh, arguing with atheists. That's why I disagree with people like uh, Greg Shelton and Jay Yeah, Dyer. I, did, I, I don't agree no. with that either. No, no, no. It's uh, unbiblical. Uh, the only people that you dialogue with that are atheists are if they are sincerely seeking. If they're not sincerely seeking, that's just your ego. You want to promote yourself by, I'm going to slam him. I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to take him down. You know what I mean? I'm going to publish it on YouTube, promote myself. Well, that's all these That's just the ego. And there's no, and I can kind of understand. I've gone into like this agnostic atheist mode myself because, you know, God has just refrained himself. It's like, is he really there? You know, you always have to wonder. Because if you look in the Old Testament, well, and just in the scriptures in general, I mean, you had prophets that would, I mean, the, the proof for God was these uh, miracles and revelation. I mean, you look at Elijah and the, you know, and the priest of Baal, you know, uh-huh. which God is, is acting is the determinative of who's the true God and uh, or intervening. And, you know, atheists point out, like, well, where, where is God in all this? And they, they just don't, again, I guess it goes up, there is no sufficient knowledge. So people, they, they just... And but the thing is, most of them they don't they don't do that out of um, a general inquisitive uh, mindset. They, they they do it because they hate God. Actually, they they could never come to terms with the idea of uh, of being a God that can. Now they hate something they don't believe in. 
they would think that's absurd. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, <clears throat> have you ever felt God? Um, sometimes there was a couple times after prayer and stuff, I, I would feel um, a general uplifting of uh, my uh, disposition, like right after. Um, but I never really felt like a like a, a presence. I never really. I guess you could say um, there's a couple times that it wasn't to a degree where I was overwhelmed, mm-hmm. if that's what you mean. Okay. Well, uh, every uh, believer has different giftings, and it's uh, relatively normal not to feel God that much on a sensible level. But I'm like the exact opposite because I'm actually a mystic. It's very rare to have the combination of a mystic and an intellectual because typically God doesn't yeah. combine those two. Yeah. David, David was one. Okay. Uh, and there are others in the Bible, but these are tremendously gifted men. As a general rule, God doesn't uh, do that with one person. But yeah. uh, I started, was just completely overwhelmed by the presence of God, the power of God. And it started right away, and uh, <clears throat> I would kind of talk about it openly with people at church, and they'd, I'd get these strange looks. I started to realize this wasn't happening to them. It was just happening to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't talk about that much on the show. I have said that I'm a mystic. I put it in the title. And I say a mystic. I'm talking about for real. Of course, most Christians, that's a bad word, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Even but though they, they do, they hold, they're kind of inconsistent with that. Because they believe in certain things that are mystical themselves, but that yet they condemn people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they condemn things they don't understand, but uh, the, the classical work on the subject of mysticism, I think it was put out by Evelyn Underwood or something like that. I got the book, but I actually got two copies of it. But she said that that word is, um, has the broadest meaning in the English language. So it depends. Uh, you're not really saying that much when you use that word because you have to define what are you talking about. When I yeah. talk about that, I'm talking about one thing primarily, unmediated grace, unmediated grace. See, there's some people that God teaches directly. This is extremely yeah. rare. I do not recommend this to anybody. You have to have a calling. Uh, yeah. Because uh, the order that God has established is authoritative teachers. Yeah. You know, when you start out, you don't know anything, right? You don't know where to go or what to do. Please, do not get involved in anything like this. You, know? you need to rely on other people to teach you Initially, okay? Yes. But with the mystic, and there's different types of mystic, but this is the kind of mystic I'm talking about. God teaches them directly. Now, you can examine me and look at God's handiwork because he only allowed me to go to church about a year and a half. He actually took me out of there. There's absolutely no It was actually a girl that was picking me up every Sunday, okay? Wow. And what happened? Because one day she didn't show up. And I never went down to church. And uh, nobody called me from church. Unbelievable. So what did God do to move anybody to get me to come back to church? Absolutely nothing. I even had a close friend. He didn't even call me. You know why? God hindered him. He didn't want me to be confused. You know, should I go? Should I? Should I or shouldn't I? No. So, yeah. Year and a half of that, that was enough. 
And I wasn't learning anything there on the intellectual level anyway. But, uh, <clears throat> the reason you want to go to church is for the, the people. The most important thing, apart from God, is um, personal relationships. Yeah. Well, doesn't it Christ say that the, with the two greatest commandments, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and <clears throat> soul, our strength, and uh, love your neighbor as yourself, be greatest? Well, I was listening to an older podcast of mine last night. I don't listen to podcasts that much. But I was talking about that, and I was saying that Christians are so... Well, you'd have to have your mind blocked by God. Yeah. There's no other way that this could happen. The most important doctrine, the most important commandment in the entire Bible, that they don't even talk about. In fact, if you were to ask them, what's the most important doctrine in the Bible? The Bible makes it very clear, both in the Old and New Testament. I don't even know. They couldn't even answer the question. Now, what they would probably do is appeal to that passage. You just did? Yes. They ignore the verse right before it. It talks about the Shema. Shema, Shema. yes. The most important doctrine in the entire Bible is God is one. What? James makes this clear. He commends people because they believe that doctrine, but then he says even the demons believe that. Yep. And they shudder. Okay? He chooses one doctrine in the entire Bible to establish orthodoxy. Christians don't even know what it is. Don't even know. Can't even answer the question. What does that tell you right there? People want to look at me like I'm some kind of a weirdo. I took the entire Christian religion. I just sunk it. (laughs) I do apologetics. I do things efficiently. Over time, you learn how to do things more quickly, very efficiently. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do it that way, but I can if I want to. I call it Blitzkrieg apologetics. And I've never really utilized it. I've never had. What do you to. call it? Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. Yeah. Blitzkrieg. Yeah. Uh, I also call it go for the throat apologetics. Cut throat. <laughs> you get aggressive with me, I'm going to put my hand on your throat. Keep it right there. I'm going to back you into a corner, slap you across the face, put a dunce cap on the head. Why am I going to do that? Because you're, you're not being nice. So I'm not going to be nice either. <clears throat> I don't have to be nice. You're going to learn something. How do you do that? By teaching them? You can't teach these people. So what, no. what do you do? You ask them questions that they can't answer. I already know you can't answer. i got a whole repertoire. What does this have to do with it? It has to do with one simple thing. We're going to talk about things that I already know that you have never even thought about. Right. There's nothing more powerful than that. Now, you can either pull that off or you can't. How many people can pull that off? Mm, not many. I can't. So. <clears throat> yeah, you got to watch out for me. <laughs> I'll damage yeah, your career. Every time uh, when, I, when I've listened to your uh, podcast, it's like basically you hold to beliefs that no one's ever heard. They're historically unique. Never even heard of them. And, yeah, never even heard of them at all. There's no discussion. There's no debate. There's no criticism. I go, what? How do you come up with that? Yeah. I'll start paying it, attention when somebody else talks about it. You know what I mean? Nobody else talks about it. That's just Dave. No. You know, yeah. religion. Came up with his own religion. There's a new right. religion coming. Is that weird? The a new religion? That? 
Oh, it's not okay. going to be a restoration of apostolic religion. No. I used to think about that a long time ago. No, 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 no. You know, we got to get back. I talked about that too in last one, those last two podcasts I uploaded. Yeah, I, I listened to the I, one that was about two, uh, was it three hours? The most recent one. I, I got like halfway, but I still didn't listen to the rest. Uh-huh. I talked about going back to Eden. Mm-hmm. Now, there's certain things that we're going to take from Eden, you know, but we're moving forward. We're not going yeah. back to Eden. We're not going back to Eden. There's a, you know, basically a theology out there called going back to Eden. And I can oh, understand right. why people believe that, because that's in the Bible. See, that's is there anything in the Bible, you know, so far that is more ideal than that? No. So that's why people assume, you know, that's the ideal state. That's where God go back to the way it used to be before Adam fell. But no, we're actually going on to something better. And Boy, is it ever going to take a long time to bring that about? Because we've actually gotten some revelation to Chuck's angel. Mm-hmm. He said something. He was actually talking about polygamy. He says, you guys think all this polygamy stuff is going to happen. And he said, that's going to take place over like the next thousand years. I'm, just going, I'm still trying to process it. I'd have to ask more questions. I don't really understand that statement. Yeah. But he's also talked about these things are going to happen slowly. Basically... <clears throat> See, I talked about that recently, too. You know, lives are restoring everything. Yes. That takes place over like a thousand years. It's a gradual restoration. He doesn't just drop this big theological bomb on everybody. <laughs> that will happen yeah. to some degree. But he's always going to be learning. And, and that's problematic for a Christian because we're talking about Christ. Remember, it's impossible for anyone, whoever they are, to prove that Christ was not Elijah. They're going to have to prove that Elijah didn't descend into heaven, because if he didn't, Christ is talking about himself. The only, what, he's talk, now, he's talking about a man. That's mm-hmm. the subject matter. And heaven proper. And who, in Jesus' opinion, who was the only man that descended into heaven? Himself. himself. Okay, so in order to prove that he's not Elijah, you're going to have to prove that Elijah did not descend to heaven. You can't do that. So this is very interesting. It's an unprovable theory, and I mean that, that Christ was not Elijah. Unprovable theory. You can't, you can't prove that. You can get frustrated. Okay. You can do whatever you want. You can't prove nothing. Isn't that See, something but, I've ever heard anybody talk about? First of all, is that not like an important subject? You better believe it. You hear anybody talking about it? See, I talk about the idiocracy. Well, you're born into an idiocracy. Everybody. Yeah. Somebody says, well, I'm born again. Okay, well, you're still in the idiocracy. And how are you going to get out of that? Self-education, which is going to be a yeah. massive amount of effort. That's yeah. the thing that's really discouraging. I understand that for a young person. Yeah. I'm speaking from experience because it's very depressing to actually realize. Most people don't realize this. Until years go by, you gradually realize, my God, all this effort I've had to make to educate myself. But it's depressing to understand that as a young person, you're going to have to spend years educating yourself. You don't have it now. Drake doesn't understand that. He never should have written those books. He needed a mentor. He, see, he doesn't know this, but his ideas are not well thought out. They're impressive sounding to younger people. That's yeah. why he has a younger following. Very impressive, because what he's going to do is give you a massive data dump that he mostly got from books, not from thinking. 
That's why I sound so different from him. And you'll notice that he appeals to authority over and over. I don't appeal to authority. Because there is none. (laughs) Well, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not not Uh, in the sense of a, you know, obviously a well-established divine, yeah, authority. Yeah, he appeals to men, and he appeals to books over and over and over again. I, I don't think it's inherent. I don't think that's inherently bad. I think it's actually no, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But see, that if that's all you do, yeah, right. No, I'm going to clarify that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Nothing. But you've got to go beyond the book. Yeah. See? Does he ever even talk about Revelation? I've never heard him talk about Revelation. What the Book of Revelation? No, I'm, I'm talking about. Does he ever come out and say, "I got a revelation"? Oh no. Right? And like I said, everybody has revelation. So we're talking about. Uh, a qualitatively superior stuff. Yeah, people know what degrees. you're talking about when you say that, you know. And then people say, I don't believe in that. Okay. <laughs> That's the kind of revelation we're talking about. <laughs> the stuff that yeah. people don't believe in. Because the program. Satan, he doesn't want any revelation. That's why Christians go, oh, that has to do with the answer. They always got this negative view. All you have to do is go to Google. I've mentioned this before. <clears throat> and put in extra-biblical revelation. Actually put that in there. Put a little dash mm-hmm. in there, extra-biblical. And, I mean... Google's always changed, but the last time I went here, you had all these conservative Christians. Every single thing was negative. <laughs> yeah. They're against. It's completely idiotic. Every, because when, these people are battling with themselves in their own mind. They don't even realize. Everybody believes in extra-biblical revelation, including Drake. Okay? Yeah. Because um, everyone is seeking God's guidance. Well, if God's going to guide you, He's going to do it through information. Guess what that is? Is it in the Bible? No, it's not the Bible. It's actually biblical revelation. Get over it. Yep. Well, he, he's even admitted using uh, a coin toss, basically, which I don't even believe is oh. a legit form of divination, but he, he does believe you can do that, which is a form of extra biblical revelation right there. Yeah, that's a form of augury. <clears throat> augury? Well, that, that's, that's a scholarly term. Divination, yeah. That's good that he does that. <clears throat> yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't use that method. Yeah, I've noticed I've gone uh, contradictory uh, thing, uh, state, well, revelation from that. I, I didn't really think it's as reliable. I, I think the pendulum is probably more... I wouldn't uh, use that either, but uh, both of them are justifiable. I wouldn't condemn either one of them, but I wouldn't rely on that. There's better right. methods. But that shows you that uh, he's not bright enough to know that there's that's not a good method. Anyway. <clears throat> I mean, why, why don't you just use the best method? Something better than that. Yeah. Well, you, it's you've done this many times, and you you've done this many times in your podcast before, and I'm dismantling uh, the idea of sola scriptura and uh, perspicuity of scripture. And there's a couple of instances I was just thinking about that I might as well just up like for instance we're in the bible before you do that can i say something real quick because if i don't say it now it'll never oh, be go said. Ahead. no problem i believe that i've developed a form of uh whatever you want to call it what's called bibliomancy actually there's different types of it they got a wikipedia article on there like i mentioned but it's superior to any kind of uh i call it external revelation we use some kind of a medium mm-hmm. it's very advanced i developed it over Many years, I've never heard anybody talk about it. And uh, I use this little book, like I've talked about, called Streams in the Desert. 
That book has some kind of uh, anointing on it. It's absolutely unbelievable. There's certain books. One of them is The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. I used to open that book up, and the Spirit of God would just hit me. I just opened it up. So you may not notice that kind of thing, but there's something different about it. Now, I believe, I think there's four sections of it. I hold to the theory, the latter part does not have that anointing. I actually believe it was a scribal edition, probably to tone it down. Yeah. That book, it's, now what that is, it's Roman, he was a Roman Catholic mystic. It's called mystical type literature. Okay. But anyway, <clears throat> this method that I developed, the reason it's so advanced, is because I came up with these key words. And then I asked the question, you don't want to have too many key words. Okay, and then you just open the book up randomly, and uh, <clears throat> the Bible is not as good because it doesn't have these contemporary words. Just see. this is a book back in 1920s, right. but it has a, like a lot of like biblical type words. Okay, then you open it up to see if these words pop up, and it's it's like scary if this starts working because it's impossible for this to happen by random chance, and you're like going. What is going on here? How does this work? I mean, I don't know exactly, but I think there's an angel that works through your fingertips. What, what else would it be? Persons yeah. always just talk about the Holy Spirit, you know. They don't realize that the Holy Spirit works through angels. Angels are involved yeah. with just about everything. They don't know that. Well, they can, because they're they based on the Bible. They think that these angels come and go from God's throne. They, it doesn't happen very often. Angels are involved with everything significant. Big, Satan doesn't want to know that. You know, you may not believe that. I mean, you're going to be all kinds of things you've got to develop as you go along, you know. So that's yeah. like one of Dave's theories, you know. It's not something you can prove in the Bible, by the way. I gradually learned this over time. And then I, re- I really realized it when we started interacting with angels. Mm-hmm. And they approached us. I just want to say that uh, I talk about this subject in the background. But I don't feel comfortable talking about it on the show. Mm-hmm. But there's another type of entity that has approached us. We didn't do anything. We, I, I didn't even think about it, didn't try to do anything. And they're communication with us. And they're telling us things. Okay? Now, people are, I understand that people are going to believe that, you know, we're deceived. Uh, but they hold to the same cosmology that I do. It's absolutely shocking. Now, wow. they've also approached other people. In fact, even talking about cosmology, and I'm probably revealing too much. I've already talked about this before. Uh, but they ap- approached actually a scientific community. Really? In South America. And wow. they're doing all these kind of experiments to try to figure out the slope of the Earth. And they obviously don't believe the Earth is a sphere. Right. Okay? I believe uh-huh. it's both concave and convex, not flat like great pieces, okay? That's simplistic. And anyway, uh, there's a video of this entity. Now, Chuck, I've never heard these entities talk in their native tongue, but Chuck has. Okay? And (laughs) this entity is talking exactly like these entities talk. That's how we know what the entity is. The people that interacted with this entity, they don't even know what the entity was. They think it's an alien. Right. Not an alien. See, that's what, in this society, that's what you're going to think. Yeah. 
Right. You don't I'm not even going to say the word because it's, everybody's program, as soon as you hear the word, the word is not fairy, okay? As soon as you hear the word, you'll either laugh or your mind will just shut down, and I'll actually lose credibility. So that's the level of programming. So we can only talk. This is the way we have to talk with people, see, like little children. They can't handle it. They're going to think I'm deceived. I've lost the way. Dave always thinks he's right, so Satan was able to set him up and <laughs> deceive him because Dave doesn't believe that he can be deceived. He thinks everybody else can be deceived, but not himself. So his ego got away from him, and Satan saw an opportunity and sent a demon to Dave that said, oh, we're going to teach you about cosmology. Actually, they didn't teach us. They just confirmed what we already knew. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody talks about it either. Basically, that's just a bunch of... First of all, how many people, let's, let's get simple, how many people talk about the Earth being both concave and convex? Yeah, no one. Well, there you go. Right there. This is idiocracy. The cosmology that we have today that everybody's talking about, it comes from the idiocracy. It's the yeah. idiocratic cosmology, okay? It, well, I, the I most important that. thing, like I said, just a second, I know I'm talking too much, but you're not going to restore the cosmology before God restores it. It hasn't been restored yet. They've never <laughs> even heard this before. See, Drake, he thinks that he accomplished that. Yeah. Doesn't he? No, 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 no. No, Elijah didn't do that. Well, yes. And Elijah sure. is Christ, and you can't prove that wrong. Sorry. Okay. And try to go back to what you were saying there. I wanted to get that out um, about that. But we see, if you use the key words, <clears throat> there's nothing more complex or actually accurate. Those words are either going to show up or they're not. Now, it's absolutely magical when you start using these words that you know are only in there a few times. The only thing that anybody can say is that, Dave, you've opened that book so many times that it falls open to the places that you go to the most. Okay? Can you prove anything? You can't prove a damn thing. Okay? Yeah. And nobody's going to be able to prove that Dave is not getting a revelation from this book. You can be as skeptical as you want. You're not going to prove anything. Okay? Anyway, you remember what you were talking about before I went into that? Oh, so, well, was it about extra-biblical revelation? Uh, and the, I, don't, you, I don't remember. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, Sola Scriptura, how it's so facile, you know. It's like you can't... <clears throat> There's so many things the scripture doesn't talk about. So, but you, you you mentioned marriage in the past, like a marriage ceremony. Like you can't. Um, yeah. And there's well, other said, things, the Bible doesn't like, even tell you how to get saved. No, yeah, I know. It doesn't even tell you how to circumcise. Is circumcision no, important? You better believe it. It doesn't even tell how is a woman supposed to enter the covenant. There's nothing. Right. You know, other things too, like, uh, well, I'll just say that there is nudity explicitly condemned in the Bible. Like it, Nudity? You know, yeah. Well, you I, got I a problem there because Isaiah was prophesying fully nude. So obviously yeah, right. <laughs> they had... This is really funny. Satan, he doesn't like nudity. And when I say yeah. that, it's obvious that he does like nudity. He likes it and dislikes it in certain contexts. He wants Christians to be uncomfortable with naked bodies. Mm-hmm. That's why Christians would... Oh, I don't want to lay out in the nude, you know. Well, if there's nobody around, what is the problem? Right, exactly. You got, you know, what you got, you got false guilt from Satan. That's what you got. It doesn't have to be from Satan. It's just from this screwed up society. Societal you know. programming. This society, it's just everything else that has to do with sex. It's like, um, 
this whole society that they sexualize, but then they still have all these dysfunctional attitudes about sex. It's really weird. It, it is weird. It is very weird. Yeah, I have to admit. Uh, actually, Americans don't feel comfortable with sex, and they would deny that. But I can point out some areas that they haven't even thought about. I go, what about this? Oh, you got a point there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody feels comfortable about masturbation. I, I have to uh, yeah. commend him for dealing with that subject. I don't agree with his view. Yeah. I hold to a modified position, though. He just went a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. It sounded to me like he was trying to justify. He was admitting that he masturbated, right? Well, he's actually gone back on that more now recently. He okay. thinks that it's undesirable, um, and he thinks it actually deters uh, oneself from getting real relationships with people. Whoa, he changed his view? Yeah. I think wow. I believe the last time I heard... Uh, before I left, yeah, he changed. Now, how often me. does he actually modify his views? Uh, it's not very often, but he he will sometimes. Um, okay, you're aware that I modify mine a lot. Yes. Now, see that? See, people don't like that. Does that to them? They're going, well, you're confused. No, look at yeah. if 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 the if the state of things is really the way that I say it is, that God has concealed all these things. That's what it's going to be. You're going to discover that you're wrong yeah. over and over and over again. And actually, the only reason I'm changing my mind so much is because I get revelation. If I didn't have the revelation, if I just go by the, you know, the biblical text, I wouldn't be changing my mind. Yeah. Because the information is not there. It's nowhere. That's what people don't... They think this information is in the Bible somewhere. It's not in the Bible. I'm sorry. It's nowhere. So They always think that the information is there somewhere. You just have to find it. No, there's nowhere to even go. There's nobody to talk to, except for God, or you can talk to an angel. That's why we're talking to angels, by the way. They have all the information. And these other entities, see, they all hold to the same cosmology. They don't have any propaganda. They live in a realm. There's no propaganda there. So everybody knows. These are just common things that people used to know this too, you know, the true shape of the earth. You know what I mean? Yep. Why? But today, it's all suppressed. And I, you probably heard me say that no one can prove uh, the true slope of the earth, the true cosmology. No, I can't no do it. it, it no, it would, see, that's how puny humans are. See, all these intellectuals, they don't understand how little man is. They want to exalt no. themselves. It's humanistic behavior, even though well, I'm a Calvinist. You know, I'm, you know, Calvinists like to say negative things about men. You know, I, I can do no good. And, you know, put yourself yeah. down, you know, but they still believe that they can discover the truth. Well, if God has hit it, nobody, nobody can. Neither can you. But they don't know that. Yeah. They don't believe. Fact, Calvinists are probably more against anything esoteric than probably anybody out there. Yeah. That's they, true. they deny extra biblical revelation, all that stuff. And they focus on what? The written text. That's what Drake does. He's a text driven person, whether it's the Bible yeah. or whether it's a book. I used to be like that a long time ago. Yeah, it's a, it's you can't you can't prove anything with the scientific method. Everyone thinks, oh, I believe in no, science, no, 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 and no, it's no, all no, no. based on a fallacy of induction. And uh, you you can't. <clears throat> there's no way you can prove anything. And uh, yeah, with the flat Earth, technically, yeah, or you know, I actually I don't. I know you don't like using that term, but I do believe that Earth is relatively... Okay, well, like, my, my audience, um, there's a large 
portion of my audience that is flat earthers, you know. Yeah. And despite the fact that I've gone over that term, they, I'm assuming they're still flat earthers. They just listen. It doesn't penetrate for some reason. Yeah. Eventually, this has already happened, flat earth movement. Eventually, people will progressively realize that that's an improper term. In fact, when I was yeah, in the shower uh, I, yesterday, I was trying to remember, what term did I come up with that would be better? This is not the best term. But I can't remember any term that I came up with that was better than the word plane. P-L-A-N-E. You're acknowledging there's a plane? Yes. Plane, right. I, I believe there's a plane. Yeah, me too. Okay, but it's not, uh, it's got some curvature there. Yeah. Okay? So, plane earth theory. Okay? It doesn't sound good because you're going, how do you spell that? That's the problem with it, you know. But if you write it, there's no problem, you know. But people are going to think, P-L-A-I-N. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean that. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. It's impossible to prove that the Earth is flat. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely impossible. All I have to do is posit the theory, like I said, that there's a significant, um, you know, we're going with a basic flat Earth model. I'm saying there's a significant uh, mound in the middle. Oh, yeah. That's what, you, what you have to do if you want to prove your flat Earth, you have to infallibly prove that that mound doesn't exist. And they say, well, you prove it. I said, I don't have to prove it. That's how easy it is to refute a flat earth. See, they're acting as if they know all these things. No, you're a human. Humans are uh, intellectually dumb. And they don't have access to all this knowledge. A lot of this knowledge, we used to have access to it. We, don't, we lost it. Right. They don't know that. So they, they have a false epistemology, every single flat earther does, because they mm-hmm. think they can discover the, uh, the slope of the earth. They're just not very bright people. That's, that's the way it is. Every single one of them that uses that term. You're a little bit different because you've heard me. Yes. So you're, you've made some modifications there. Now, some of these people that pound the table, ladder, pounding the table, those kind of people, no, they're not very bright people. They're not intellectuals at all. No, they're they not. Have, I, I talk about learning how to think straight. One of these days I'll do a podcast, how to think straight, about the slope of the earth or, or, or about flat earth or something like that. And do you think they would have an impact on the internet? No. These people, these people listening. And uh, well, I'll just tell you right now, God is not helping them. Okay, They can even actually hear. You go, how could you not modify your belief? Because you can see it's patently false. Yeah. And they, they, they walk away as if they never heard, just like the, you know, the narcissist that looks in the mirror and, uh, and he walks away and forgets what he looked at. Great. You don't remember looking at yourself in the mirror? You act as if I didn't, I didn't see that. You know, you know all these narcissistic people out there, I mean, people are getting uglier and uglier. You got these people wandering around as if they're like, I'm so beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. It's crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you look like you're ugly to me. <clears throat> like in high school, there is this, uh, I, I, I remember when I was in high school, the, the glory days, I would say. It's just idiocracy 101, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I, I, was, oh, I was stuck in there. I hated it so much. But all the things that caught pretty much everything was wrong. But, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to this is chick that was... Uh, let's just say she was obese and she walked around like she and her face wasn't attractive either. And she walked around as she was like Miss Princess or something. It's like yep. crazy how people can that level of ego, like even though you know deep down that you don't look good. 
know, that you're a it, hero. Uh, yeah, it's actually self-worship. Yeah. Don't think you can ever explain that to them. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. They, they, they always want to point the finger at you and throw some kind of label on you. You're a fat shamer. <clears throat> You're a your body shamer. That's like a crime. I was just explaining to somebody, I think it was Matthew, uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. You've got to be very careful what you say about any female body. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I mean, this is like, you, you commit heresy, you know, and you're an evil person. Uh, you see anybody out there worried about uh, body shaming men? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, nobody cares if you make negative remarks about men's body. Women are doing it more and more and more. They make fun of men. Oh yeah. The the other you can't do it the other way. You can't say anything about a woman's body. No. And it's you can say anything. You can say anything about a man's body. Nobody even uh, cares. Yeah. Call him a fat slob, and just laugh. Yeah, yeah, he's a fat slob. If I say that about a woman, around women. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. They'll put you permanently in a black hole. You'll never get out. They never forgive you. You're done for your lifetime. That's yeah. it. Over. And they will, if they walk by you, they'll look at you with scorn. Women are different than men. Women never forget. They, husbands know this. They have this mental list of all these little things you've done wrong. <laughs> yep, it's true. Women yeah. need to, uh, they need to delete that list. That's not helping them. I think that comes from Satan. Yeah. yeah it does. Isn't it fun to have, uh, talk to a woman who talks about women? And they will actually admit, I, Emily will do that. You're right about this, Dave. You're right about this, and you're run down the line. Because these things are obvious. That most women will not agree with you on anything. And they will think, I'm a hateful person, misogynist, blah, blah. See, they put the label on you, man. Yep. And just blah, 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 blah. All these um, crazy feminists, these are the most idiotic people. They don't have any intellectual dialogue with anybody. They just um, scream and hurl accusations and put a label on you. That's all they have. If they ever get around me, I know how to deal with that, too. I'll shut them down real quick. Yeah. I'll say uh, something I never heard about. Are you, are you claiming to be an authority? <laughs> what, what are you an authority on? I hand the mic. You see that? Yeah, you want to be right. the big shot? Here's the mic. Now I'm going to ask you some questions. I already know you don't know anything. I already know you're an idiot, so I'm going to illustrate that while everyone watches. This is the most powerful technique there is. How many people want to continue to <clears throat> engage me at that level? Because that's the level we're going to be talking about here. I'm not going to try to teach you anything. See, that's, that's the problem. Don't try to teach these people anything. They're not going to learn from you anything. Well, you we already know that. So, like, well, there's nothing you can do. Oh, yes, there is. Let them be the teacher. You teach me. I'll ask you some questions. It's going to be absolutely embarrassing. you got a few people out there that are so massively delusional, but just keep every step that you take, you're going to systematically destroy yourself. I've actually used this technique. I, I used it one time with a guy. I warned him. It was a long text took me about three hours texting this guy. I warned him over and over. I told him exactly what I was going to do. I said earlier, I'm going to put you in the corner and put a dunce cap on your head. I don't know if I actually said that. But I warned him at each stage. I said, do you want to take another step? I said, okay. I said, here's what's going to happen. 
if you take another step. You want to take another step? He said, yes. He, he agreed right down the line. I said, now what this is culminating in is you don't know what's going to happen, but I do, and I'm totally in control here. But I'm yeah. going to ask you a question at the very end. You're going to be so humiliated that you're going to leave. That's my goal here. Now, I'm telling you the truth. I actually did that. And when I popped the final question, I don't know what it was, because that's my whole plan was to work up to that final question. Absolute humiliation. You know what he did? He ran away, just like I said. See, I actually know what I'm doing. I thought, I used to lay in bed with a mind machine. It's not a bad thing, okay? Christian go, mind machine, he's in the new age. <laughs> it's a sound and light device, okay? And uh, I'd lay in bed for like an hour and a half before I'd get up. You know, I'd pray and stuff like that. And uh, boy, does that thing work, by the way. And think about all these things. Now, I started off with apologetics. So I would sit there in bed, think about actually arguing with people, okay? And because uh, I knew that I had to present this information, and I still have to do that. I have to present it to the world. And God says to do it. That's why I'm not even trying right now, because he's not doing uh, me, God is almost like apathetic. People can be apathetic. They don't think God's ever going to do anything. They think I'm going to die of old age or something, you know? Yeah. That's why God has kept me young, is what he's going to do. But, yeah, you know, if this guy does this, you know, it's like laying in bed and thinking about how the chest moves or something like that. Well, I actually thought through everything that I could possibly think of. That doesn't mean I know everything, because there's things I haven't thought about before. But every single thing that I could possibly think of, I thought about, what's the chest move for that? So that's why I'm ready to go. That's why you don't want to tangle with me. You're not. You're not going to look it. You just. It's just not going to happen. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't have to uh, win an argument. My technique is to neutralize everything. You're not going to prove anything with me. I'm going to. I just neutralize everything. Okay. You're not going to win an argument with me. It's possible. Now, if I'm off on a subject, this is you know my area of expertise. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things I don't know about, just like anybody else, because life is too short. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the things that I have uh, <clears throat> acquired knowledge about. You know. Yeah. Well, I think one, one way you do neutralize the argument real quick is that, can you prove that? Can, you, can we really right. prove this in, with absolute certainty? <laughs> like I'll, tell right you what, I'll tell you what the technique is. The technique is very simple. What you do is you force the person to think. You're going to force them to think. They don't want to think. They don't want to, they're not listening to you. Like you talk to a Jehovah's Witness, they're not listening to you. Well, I'm going to make you listen to me. And we're going to start right now. <laughs> and you can do it. You know how to do it. And that's yeah. why I don't argue with Jehovah's Witnesses. If I want to destroy them, I could destroy them. But I don't have to destroy them because I care about people. You don't have to destroy people. Drake is always saying, I destroyed you. Uh, yeah. What does that tell you about? He doesn't really care about people. No, he doesn't, uh, unfortunately. I know uh, he's got a long track record there. He wants to argue with everybody. So is that a theory? It's not a theory. And Drake, if you ever hear this, if I upload it, mm-hmm. why are we talking about you over and over? Because you've been pontif- pontificating for years. And no, I'm not going to debate you unless you repent. I'll debate him. If he um, <clears throat> repents in such a way that I actually know that he did it, then I'll, I'll debate him yeah. once he has to repent. Now, I don't need to stoop to that level. Even Jay Dyer said I'm not going to have to debate him. Yeah. 
And what does he do? He obsessively creates one video after another, refuting Jay Dyer. Yep. He, yeah, Not he realizing can't. that that, that, that reveals you've got some kind of a problem. Yeah. He doesn't see that. He doesn't. He needs a mentor to point out, you know, the issues that other people can see, but he cannot see these issues with himself. He yeah. cannot see them. So it's really yeah. sad, to be honest. <clears throat> it's pretty sad. Uh, but he is I, an I, intellectual. He's a smart guy. There's no question about that. Yeah, I, I, I admired him a lot, and, uh, uh, and there's no way I can say he's not a thinker either. He is a thinker, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not that impressed. Yeah, I, w- I admired him a lot. You know, in the first five years, and I, I started realizing like uh, the way he treats people through debate, and he assumes motives that he doesn't even have. He doesn't even really know. Like he assumes mm-hmm. people's motives, and uh, you know, like just kind of like divining people's motives when he, you know, he, just, he has no reference point and he just uh, ends up making himself look really bad and makes the people that he's uh, accusing, makes them not want to even be around him anymore. So, um, I mean, I'll just say this. He, he called me, he basically, think, he called, uh, he had a Discord server and uh, basically because I didn't agree with... Uh, Calvinism. Just a second. Another... You, you, had a, you have a Discord? Yeah, server? I do, actually. I, I, do, I do, too. Well, I've never really done anything with it. Yeah, I'm, In fact, uh, you can help me out with that, and I also ask your friend, uh, well, I'm actually well, I, dialoguing with right now about how to, I want to be able to record it. I don't know how to record uh, on actually, Discord. I haven't figured it out. I, I know I've got this little app called Craig, but anyway, I don't know how to use it, so... I didn't want to qualify something real quick. I don't have a server, but I have a Discord account. I don't know how Discord works. Oh, to be okay. Honest. Uh, but yeah, Drake used to have a server, and he has his friends, uh, young. I know that he that, does. I mean, I'm a researcher, so I I can't. I probably know more about everybody than anybody. It's yeah. probably because no, I'm just see. I don't do anything yeah, except right. I'm observing, observing everything that goes on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. That's a discipline, by the way. It's very hard for people to do that because when you learn something, you want to the neophyte, say, yeah. he wants to go out and tell the world. Yeah. I had these initial urges. For instance, when I um, <clears throat> spent a massive amount of time studying Watchtower belief system. You know how I avoided the word theology. They don't even have a theology. They don't even use technical terminology. And uh, when you do that, you want to go out and argue with Jehovah's Witnesses. You have this urge when you're a young man. Yeah. And eventually I I matured and I moved beyond all that. I didn't really care about people. I've talked about this on the show. I wanted to win the argument. Drake is still stuck at that level. I, I, I still, I've struggled when with When he argues with people, is he trying to help people because he cares about them, or is he just trying to win the argument? What do you think? I think, well, from what I've seen and how he interacts with people personally, it isn't too good, and I could bring up a lot of instances which I won't divulge into, but that he's, uh, I would say he cares more about the argument. <laughs> winning the yeah, Well, one thing we know for sure, I'm sure you agree with me, that Drake wins... Every single argument and every single debate. He's the uh, victor, and he pronounces himself. 
He's even got, I went to his YouTube channel. He's got a little picture of himself, you know, the state. I know. It's crazy. And he's like, uh, what is he, some kind of victorious whatever. Gladiator or something. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> that, that, that tells you what you need to know right there, okay? Yeah. Uh, is that egocentric or not? I think it you, is, yeah. You think. <laughs> I, it's kind of, he, he has multiple, he has multiple pictures of himself. I don't mind, I mean, if you want to have a picture of yourself, uh, you know, whatever. You, know, you don't have to that. make a big thing out of this. I mean, he's no. not going to rise or fall just based on that. You can do that. You can do that. Yeah. But it, he does it in ways that it's a little bit, getting a little bit much, I think. Well, he thinks he's right now. He thinks he's more intelligent than everyone. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's, I'm telling you right now, and people say, Dave, you got a big deal. He's not as intelligent as me. Because what I deal with is the most important thing. What yeah. is the most important thing? People don't even know. You ready? Ideas and concepts. Not, inf- not information from a book. Now, ideas and concepts involve information from a book. And actually from every other source, too. But qualitatively, there's nothing more important than that. And I went... The reason that is important is because that, that has to do with a lot of creative thinking. You don't just borrow yeah. it from a book. Right. Okay. A person has well, to realize, most people never realize. I'm talking about the people who are actually thinking. They never yeah. understand that. Well, I think a lot of his creativity is Excuse already uh, limited because of his sola scriptura, because he only has to go with the text. He can't fathom about... <clears throat> So he believes you, you, in, could, you can't entertain uh, other, you know, ideas outside. And, he believes in solo scripture. Scripture, scripture yeah. Okay. okay. Now, there's a lot of truth in that. I do, I do believe in the sense that scripture should be your primary authority. I don't... Absolutely. I, I do believe in that, but I don't think the sole authority, you know, ultimately, I, I don't believe in that. But you can't believe in that because there's so many allusions to, you know, the Bible has... Allusions to certain practices like circumcision, like uh, like marriage, it's like well, it's nowhere talked about. So it's pointing to- towards either you know oral tradition or you know a revelation from some future prophet or something, some progressive revelation. Uh-huh. Like, because you can't, there's no way. I mean, it, it, if you like, even the law. I mean, if it because you know that one passage where it says an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, the, uh, is it Lex, uh, what is it called? I forget now, Lex Talionis or something. Uh, but yeah, like the, the Jews say, uh, the, the rabbis say that that's not, that's only figurative uh, for monetary compensation. But if you go from the, from the text, you don't know that. If you just go by the text, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of goes to show that maybe, you know, like these, these laws in the, in the Torah, we don't even know how to apply them really, no. about some type of authority figure. <clears throat> yeah, we have no idea. That's how we know that there had to be extra uh, extra text. The people all disappear. People don't know that. It, it would help if you knew there was a worldwide cataclysm in the first century. Oh, yeah. That would help because that destroyed the manuscripts. It's like, where do, why do we even have these manuscripts at all? Great God. Well, I actually God, believe, yeah. and this is a theory, I've never run a check on it. I'm assuming that um, God used the Illuminati to preserve the Bible. <laughs> he told the devil, you got to preserve the Bible, you know? Yeah. Other than that, you had people hovering the caves with manuscripts. Uh, I think they probably 
that would be like one of the most precious things. So I think that did happen. But I, uh, I think the Illuminati primarily were the ones. They, see, they had, um, they basically owned the Bible. They still do today. After yeah. the apostles, they took it over and uh, God put it in their hands. <clears throat> Which is amazing when you think about it because God has preserved the text. It's reasonably preserved. Yeah, it is. E- even just yesterday, I was thinking about my own position on uh, the integrity of the text. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I know that, I think it's more corrupted than I presently believe. Okay? Yeah. I just don't know where the corruption is. I just know that it is, but I, I'm not going to worry about it. But uh, I don't like thinking about it too much. I think it's more messed up than even I believe. So. Yeah, it probably is. Cause there, there's just so many problems I have, like with the, the bio, things that just don't make sense to me. And well, some of them can be explained. Yeah. I can explain oh, yeah, something. definitely. See, I'm supposed yeah. to be able to do that. I'm supposed to be able. To, see, I've already been through all these things. Every single thing I was inquisitive about, you look at it as like a problem. I'm like a problem solver. I tried mm-hmm. to solve every single problem that I possibly could. And now yeah. I'm like in vacation mode. Now there's things that I haven't thought about, which anybody can bring up, and I'll tell you. I go, I never even thought about that before. Okay, but I'm not talking about those things. But yeah. I tried to solve all those problems. The main thing that I do, which you wouldn't even know this by listening to the show, yeah. this is my primary gift, is interpreting the text. That's my primary gift. I'm actually a prophet. I think I said that this is if I release this, I think that would be the third or fourth time that I've said that. The reason I don't say it, I'm an ordained prophet, by the way. And I was ordained to the biblical message, which is right in the Bible. Paul talks about with Timothy. It has to do with occurring in a presbytery. It actually occurred in a presbytery, and they actually referred to it as a presbytery. It has to do with the body of elders. Yeah. And I mean, this is like for real. So what happened? I'll just <clears throat> repeat this again. They called it presbytery this little church that I went to. And once a year, they would have this, and uh, people would fast and pray weeks in advance. And the first time I went to it, I was just overwhelmed by the power of God. So the next year when I went, I hauled three guys from work. You know, I was pretty young, you know, because I wanted them to feel God's presence and be impressed. And you're going, Dave, that's not going to work like that. God doesn't work that way. You know, yeah. And I was thinking simplistically, but guess what happened? It actually worked. These guys were weeping, and all three of them converted. They could feel the presence of God, and they converted to Christianity. <laughs> Can you believe it? Wow. So the reason I say all that, when I say I'm an ordained prophet, I want you to take that seriously. Now, the reason I say that is because there's different kinds of prophetic Function, one of the rarest ones is the ability to interpret the text. You don't even hear people talk about this. There's a certain no. type of prophetic gift that primarily has to do with actually interpreting the text. See, what's happened with me, I've had revelation after revelation down through the years. I was listening about this yesterday, what it, what it used to be like back in the 1990s. I was getting revelation all the time. I'd get all excited. My nervous system would be impacted. Sometimes I couldn't go to sleep at night. It doesn't happen anymore like that. Why? Because I basically have been through all these things. See, eventually you come to an end. I mean, the, the, the biblical text, it doesn't go on forever. It, it's a book with limitations, you know what I mean? You've got so many pages. I tried to solve every problem. 
I'm not obviously right about everything, but I've made an attempt to solve every single problem that I had the time and I was sufficiently motivated. So that's what I did. People don't realize this. You ask me a question about something, you're going to get, <clears throat> if you want, a complex, authoritative answer. I've already been through it before. But some of the stuff I forget, you know, I go, well, I haven't thought about that one in a while, so we'll see what we can do here. You know. <clears throat> anyway. Well, I had a, with uh, the Elijah figure, Matthew 17, is, uh, is it, that's assuming that, you know, because Malachi 4, it's referencing Malachi 4, right? Because everyone knew, the con- social context, everyone knew who the Elijah figure was. Malachi 4 or 5? Yeah, 4 or 5. It seems like that's an eminent passage, like that's about to happen. You know, it's, it's Does not, that surprise you that I believe that that's John the Baptist? Uh, do you believe? Do you believe it's shown the Malachi four five? Yeah, well, it has a double fulfillment. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not. This will sound a little strange. I'm not certain that it has a double fulfillment. That's a theory that I hold to. Yeah. But if you if you look at the next verse, which I can't recall off the top of my head, after it this is uh, Malachi four six. You could look it up because I'm in a store. Yeah. It's talking about the cataclysm. Right. Basically. So that's why it would be John's time. I'm not certain if it has a double fulfillment, though, but I definitely believe that has to do with John the Baptist. And you got something similar there in uh, Malachi 3, the messenger. That's John the Baptist, too. I'm not sure if it has a double fulfillment. It's very difficult to interpret. People don't realize this because it starts talking about the Levites, I think. And you're going, what? But it's hard to put that in a historical context in that time. But God is going to restore the Levitical priesthood. It's prophesied in Scripture. Yeah, right. But do you think that these, uh, the prophets, uh, I, I have it here, by the way, right now, um, if, you, if you wanted me, what verse you yeah. wanted me to read. Go, go ahead and read it. Uh, it talks for, about uh, fathers and children and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. In the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my laws and do not guard them. Turn back to me, and I shall turn back to you. And Yahweh of hosts, but you said, said, and what shall we turn back? Uh, wait, is that it? That, no. No. It's the verse right after Malachi 4.5. Oh, okay. Um, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come mm-hmm. and strike the earth with utter destruction. There you go, right there. Strike yeah. the earth with utter destruction. I was talking with an uh, inescapable reality about this, um, about Elijah figures still being in the future, and he said, I just can't believe, he, he said he couldn't believe in that because he thinks John the Baptist was the middle fulfillment of that. Uh, okay. Who are you talking to about this? Inescapable reality. He's uh, who, the guy who, I've who, mentioned before. Oh. He, is he he's, the one, he's the one that's debating Drake. Uh, he, he's he's kind of agnostic. Well, he's kind of like going back and forth between Judaism and Nazarene Judaism, like the New Testament. Uh, he's trying to f- find ways to reconcile certain things, but... Does, he, talking, use, uh, does he use cuss words? Uh, when he's talking to me personally, but... Uh, when he, okay. well, oh, as long as you when, don't do it publicly... See, I'm going, to just, I'm going to be plain here, okay? I will not debate Jay Dyer, okay? Yeah. Unless he repents and starts practicing Christian behavior, okay? Um, 
he, he would want to debate me, and he probably thinks I'm small fry. I can talk circles <laughs> around him. He get confused very quickly. Yeah. I'm not even sure if he knows who I am. I don't really care. But uh, what happens, you have these fanboys, if you say anybody, anybody, I know all about this because I'm on the show. They email and said, he said something negative about you. Well, what I said is 100% true. Okay. Yeah. No, he uses these swear words. He's actually sinning. He doesn't seem to understand this. And then what does he do? He uploads the, uh, the podcast on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. as if he's proud of it. So he doesn't, he's got some kind of blockage there. See, I'm not a liberal. Yeah, that's why you'll feel safe in my hands. I, people always think I'm, he's got to be a liberal. I'm not. If you look at my yeah. different views. I, these guys, they want to philosophize about ethics, but they don't want to practice ethics. Drake is the same way. He wants to philosophize about ethics. Okay. Well, you have to practice ethics, otherwise you're nothing but a hypocrite. Then you can philosophize all you want. But first of all, you've got to practice it. Do the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys have lost contact uh, at some point along the way with reality, I guess. I don't know. They're so full of themselves, but um, <clears throat> so in love with their own opinion. But uh, if you try to defend Eastern Orthodoxy with me, you're going to get hammered. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll bring the hammer down as fast as you want it to, depending on how aggressive you want to be. That's that's actually one thing I'm still convinced of that, that regardless if I well I do think that there was there had to be a first century religion that was covered up um, by the, the church. I do believe that there was Judaism. There, de- there might be some passages in the New Testament that seem to conflict with that notion, but there's still others that are very evident that well we was, know that was yeah that's a proof that that's something that you can prove it's not a theory. The reason we know that. It's because in Second Thessalonians chapter two and three, it talks about you know how tradition is uh, equal with uh, a written text. Well, and isn't that acknowledged? Right. Well, a huge body of knowledge we could call it oral tradition, mm-hmm. which uh, had the same authority as a written text. And where is all that information? It's all gone. Gone. So that the was the first century right. religion, and that's how you prove. I don't want to argue about things because I don't need to argue. I just prove it. Then we won't have to argue because I'm going to produce, if I can produce a self-evident fact, you better believe I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as quickly as I can and we'll just shut every mouth. That's why ideally I don't want to argue with anybody. I'm a teacher and I'm going to teach you. You're going to learn right now and how are we going to learn? I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to force you to learn. You know who you're going to learn about? You're going to learn about yourself and what are you going to learn? There's a lot of stuff you don't know, and you haven't even thought about it. That's the most powerful, devastating statement. First of all, you ask them a question they can't answer. And then you ask them, I, I don't want to be cruel, okay? But if I wanted to be cruel, I ask them a question. I could do this with an academic. Completely yeah. embarrassing. I say, have you ever thought about this? Now, if I want to be mean, I just keep doing that. Have you ever thought about this? If they're Kinda, Christian, they're probably not going to like They get up and leave. They say, well, I, I'm offended by this conversation. Yeah, I don't right. think it's, they'll say, I don't think this conversation is going anywhere. Then they'll leave. That's what they'll do. The safe face. Just like the Pharisees. You know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing you can do. You simply don't have the information. I'm exposing that. I'm not going to do that to anybody unless they're aggressive with me. I'll be very nice. 
Right. I, I don't. I don't need to be mean. And I've never even done this before because I haven't needed to. Because people avoid me systematically. Yeah. Absolutely avoid me. They don't want to get around me. Their career would be in danger because um, you don't want to publicly embarrass yourself. If you're trying to manufacture a career for yourself, people don't say the word career, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. You're trying to manufacture a career, and they're concerned about their reputation. If you're concerned about your reputation, stay away from me. There's a very good chance that your reputation is going to be damaged by interacting with me because you're, you're going to find out while all these people are looking on, there's all these things I've never thought about. Right. And it's going to be obvious. There you go. Very powerful. <clears throat> I've never heard anybody use this technique. I believe that God taught it to me. But you'll see this is the exact same method that Jesus used. Yeah, right. He, he answers a question with a question. Well, he asked a question that he already knew they didn't have the answer to. There's nothing more powerful than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can completely utterly destroy people and make them appear like a child. Yeah. They just keep repeating. You have to be able to pull that off. You go, he doesn't know about this either, so I'll ask him about that. You know, if you want to set yourself as an, up as an expert with that kind of attitude, this is what I'm going to do for you. You see what kind of expert you are. You're going to go right down the tubes. And you will be, public be publicly embarrassed depending on the degree that you want to be, because I'll warn you. So you want to keep going here or stop now? Yeah. That, see, one guy, he kept going. He was just a young guy. But see, nobody yeah. was watching. Just me and him texting. If there was this one third party there, I just about guarantee he would not do that, even if it was a friend of his, you know? Yeah. That's why he wasn't embarrassed, because nobody was looking on. I've still got that whole chat. And by the way, I'm really good. I focus a lot on relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at reconciling with people. There's people that get pissed off at me, get angry with me, ah, but then they come back. And then everything is fine. They kind of go back and forth sometimes, like a seesaw. Yeah. I have to have these interpersonal skills for what I'm going to be doing in the future. So I'm very good at, at uh, resolving conflicts. Resolving conflicts. That's very important yeah. to have that ability. That's a, that's a good skill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the future, I have to manage people. And basically, um, I was given these skills as a gift. I didn't actually acquire them. Because, where did I get this? Where did I get all this from? I was living in isolation with my mother yeah they just they just fell from heaven they came from God now people say they believe he has all these abilities self-deceive he can believe whatever you want to believe okay? I mean, it's not something I'm going to demonstrate like here and now if you were going to judge me about it you have to do that over a period of time so just put it on the back yeah. burner don't worry about it you know? right. these Christians man they're always sitting there waiting to pounce on you I'm going to get him I know he's a heretic yeah. I was just telling somebody, well, I was just telling your friend that um, actually specialize in the essentials of the faith, yeah. the fundamentals. Those, see, those are the most important thing. I'm actually an expert on that. I don't really even talk about it. Just because I don't talk about something doesn't mean that I don't have expertise in it. Yeah. 
Those are the most important things, and I have to, I have to know that forward and back. The Christians don't even know the essentials. I already proved that earlier. I said the they're Shema. not even familiar with the Shema. Right. You ask them, what's the most important doctrine in the Bible? They will not answer that question properly. So, so Jesus was asked that question. Did you know they were trying to, they were testing him. Yep. And he got the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But God blocked the mind of the Christian and withheld knowledge pretty much across the board of the most important doctrine of the Bible. So that's why when Christians, they will only quote Deuteronomy 6, 5. Yeah. Why? Well, once you understand that everything comes from God, then if they don't have it, it's because God's withholding it. On a surface level, this doesn't make any sense to anybody because if God wants to smell the truth, that kind of mindset, you know, childlike. Uh, Well, sometimes and sometimes not. It's a little bit more complex than that. Actually, everything is more complex than what people believe. Yeah. But, it, um, yeah. but they don't realize the complexity. No. That's why all these people on YouTube, they think they've discovered all these things. But they don't realize it's a lot. No, it's way harder to discover the truth than what you think it is. They got a false epistemology, yeah. too. All the, flat, all the flat earthers have a false epistemology. You know, because they think they can discover the source of the earth. No, you can't. Even if you did, you couldn't prove it. I'm not talking about revelation. Okay. Right. It's not... See, I'll destroy every cosmology. I'll do it real quick. Is there any authority that can prove that the Earth... Well, I'll talk about flat Earth. I'll just deal with flat Earth. Okay? If the Earth is not slightly convex or slightly concave. How do you... They don't even talk about this. They don't even talk no. about it. So you're done. You're an idiot. All of them. Okay. You cannot infallibly prove that the Earth is not slightly concave or convex. It may appear to be flat. You little person. No. See, they got everybody has humanistic programming. Exalts man. Yeah. And even people who say I hate humanism and all that, they still are influenced. That was the society that they were brought up. It has to do with science. They convince us of this that we can discover the truth. So that way you'll buy into the scientific propaganda. Man can discover the truth. But notice <laughs> that science keeps changing his mind and actually admitting that they're wrong over and over again. Yeah. Oh, there's always <laughs> new theories to explain the same phenomenon. So always God, new. God is doing that, by the way. God's having a real fun time up there. He's entertaining <laughs> the angels, by the way. You don't hear people say this. That's why they're called watchers. They observe us. Right. And they get really entertained. You know, we've interacted with them. I've said some things on the show. They said some amazing things like um, they said that the earth smells. They don't like what? Uh, the angels? Yeah, it smells down here. You wouldn't even <laughs> say that. About something like that. They're a lot different than what Christians think. But what Christians are doing, they're trying to build a doctrine of angels based on the Bible, which isn't that what you want to do? Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what you want to do. The problem is the Bible doesn't say very much. No, it doesn't. And they, oh, and that goes into you know, are there female angels? Oh wow, you know, like, they, well, I know there's one mentioned in uh, was it uh, Zechariah? Zechariah five. Yeah. It's impossible to use the Bible that there, uh, female angels don't exist. You can't, you can't do that. Yeah. And what you're going to no. have to do 
you're going to have to infallibly prove that that text is not referring to a female angel. You can't do that. They're confident. And the reason they're confident, because they're convinced, they can't prove this either, that angels don't have wings. They say, well, angels don't have wings. I used to believe this too. And so therefore, that's not an angel, because angels don't have wings, because these uh, entities are winged. Guess what the angels told us? They said angels actually have three forms, generally. They have a gigantic form in heaven. They actually told us how tall they are. They're over 150 feet tall. I think it's like 180, like for a male, something like that. It's under 200 feet. I know it sounds bizarre. But you've got 450-foot giants in the book of God. Enoch? Yeah. That's why people reject the book of Enoch. So I didn't know either way. It sounded a little bit too tall for me. So I ran a check on it, and we were told, yes, it's true. And just going, you've got to be kidding me. You know, everything used to be, be bigger, by the way. Yeah. Everything was shrinking until they started to add all these um, things to our diet, and then people started getting taller, but it was actually artificial. Artificial, yeah. Right. And the people used to be, everything was bigger. That's why you've got all these, um, <clears throat> these uh, imbeciles on the Internet. They want to talk about how dinosaurs didn't exist, dinosaurs are fake. Uh, Uh, Do you understand that everything used to be bigger? It's virtually impossible to prove that dinosaurs didn't exist. Virtually impossible. Well, they—that's just—it's almost like it's too conspiratorial for them to even consider that because that—that's a part of history that's been totally swept under the rug by the establishment. They can't. I'll embarrass these people right away. I'll say uh, I'll just go for the soap. I'll just make a statement. I say there's no authority that can speak with certainty about anything that far back in time. Then the next question is the question, are you claiming to be the authority? Now, what they're going to do after that, they're done. Because what they're going to have to do is prove that they are, but they can't do it. I already know that, so I asked you the question. I said, prove one thing to me, anything, from the ancient world. Prove one thing. You can't. You You really can't. They're not smart enough to figure this out because they have a false epistemology. I'm talking about John LeBon, by the way. He's a 31-year-old conspiracy researcher. He thinks he's a hot shot. He had the audacity to criticize me. He he didn't even... (laughs) On the Internet. He he admitted he didn't know who I was. He heard heard me talking about the the idiocracy and devolution and what I was doing was creating a series of unanswerable questions. Shut every mouth. There's a whole series of them. And I was telling these guys exactly what they need to hear. Things like, you can't prove that God doesn't exist. They need to hear this. So I I told them. And that's what he was criticizing. And what what did he criticize me? About my presentation. Not one single (laughs) argument that I presented did he even address. He talked about, oh, you know, I was like, I don't know, full of pride or something like that. See that? That's, that's yeah. all you're ever going to do. That's why I talk about that in the show, because I know how people are. They can't deal with these arguments, and they're actually programmed. They have an emotional response and say, well, I don't think Dave has a, a very Christian attitude, that kind of talk, you know. Yeah. I think he's uh, being mean to people and speaking down to them. Well, did you answer any of my arguments? No. Did you address them? Right. Well, that's all they can do anyway, so that's, that's what they're going to do. But now, do people do that to my face? No. They don't have the courage. They gossip about me in the background. I don't know what's going on. 
and slander me. But to my face, they show me respect. That's a good thing. Nobody's ever had the courage to debate me. And I don't I don't blame that. <clears throat> I'll, I'll say this. I don't want to debate you. No. Well, see, people don't even know what I'm going to do. That's, that's the problem. The great unknown. Because I've never yep. even rolled out what I'm going to do. I, you know, Blitzkrieg Apologetics, what do you know about that? Well, you don't know anything. I haven't even used it yet. I don't want to use it. You bury somebody in a sea of pain while everybody's laughing in the background. The most powerful thing on my side is uh, I know how to get people chuckling in the background. You actually start to realize people are laughing, and they're laughing at me. i got to get out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can go leave now. <clears throat> I'll turn it into a comedy act if I have to. Where everybody's right. laughing. In yeah, fact, the guy I'm arguing with, he might even laugh, too, just because he's kind of a nervous guy, kind of go along with it, you know, oh, laugh yeah. at himself, <laughs> just to look yeah, good, right. you know, because everybody else is laughing. So maybe I should laugh, too. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> no, you don't want to argue with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something for the first time. I'm the grandfather, okay, without question, of the Christian conspiracy. Let's say there's a Christian conspiracy movement. There, let's say there is. Well, if there is, I'm the grandfather. Uh, but people refuse to acknowledge me. Yeah. They're standoffish. They don't want to learn. You know why? Because they're still in that competitive mode. And these internet personalities, right? <clears throat> okay. If I was one of them, I would bring me up and start, what do you know about this? What do you do? Because they don't even know what I know. You know, and uh, pick my brain, right? Yeah. Just for amusement purposes. You know what I mean? Oh, but no. No, 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 no. See, they got that programming, me versus you. And uh, anyway, I could say a lot about that. I've thought, too, of all these things. Um, one of my primary, this is not something that comes across on the show, but one of my primary giftings, you know, you sound egocentric talking about your gifting. Going, here, here goes Dave. He's going to talk about another one of his gifts actually has to do with the human behavior, what we call psychology. I know an awful lot about human behavior, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, and I was actually given a gift by God, mm. probably born with it. And when I went to college, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Somewhat curiously, I had a major in radio and television. Really? And look what happened. I <laughs> on the radio. I thought that was funny. The only reason I took took that major is because my friend, that was his major. I didn't have that. That's the only reason. Because he had a friend? I had a friend who was major in radio and TV. He ended up being a school teacher. <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, so I was really lackadaisical, and I didn't uh, sign up for my classes in time, so I, ha- I had some inferior classes I had to take. So I, I, they, they set me up with a psychology class. And when I got on the psychology class, I've told the story before, uh, they, they threw this test at me, see what kind of basic abilities I had. Yeah. And they, they came back to me and said, you're, you're like really – you need to change your major, be a psychology major. You're like really, I don't know what the you know, terminology I was going to say, gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they would have used that term, but it was like, you, you've got it. 
talking like other people, <clears throat> you get people, I said in the show, that you know, they're like 14 years old and they want to be a pastor. Okay? Oh, wow. You want to do that if that's a gift. That's why everyone needs a mentor. Now, do you have that gift? You can discover if you have that gift. You, you go to God. It's between you and God. You know what I mean? You can get advice from uh, you know, learned people. Um, it's all about the gift. You're either a theologian or you're not, depending on whether you have that gift. You can't become a theologian. You see, people don't know this. That's why I'm saying it. They think you yeah. can go to school. We, this is what we're told with our programming. You can be whatever you want to be. The world is full of potential. You can dream. You can do anything. Don't ever let anyone tell you you can't. Okay? <laughs> That's just what they teach. Yeah, right. You do uh, but actually, yeah. no, it, you either have the ability or you don't. So, yeah, you've got all these theologians out there. They decide that they want to become a theologian, but they don't have the gifts. And you can actually tell. Yeah. They don't have any revelation. Cannot think out of the box. They're what I call a textbook repeater. And they're highly applauded in this society because that's what Satan wants. He doesn't want uh, true creativity. He doesn't want any revelation. And if you have that, you'll just be ignored. This is why people ignore me. You get the deer in the headlights, like, what did you just say? <laughs> are you going to think about it? Are you going to ponder it? Are you going to make it part of your belief system? What did you just say? Dave, you're talking over my head. You know, I have people say, you know, Dave, I can't understand what you're talking about. Okay. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. It's over your head. I did a podcast uh, on hierarchy a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And after I did that podcast, I realized no one understands what we're talking about. So why do I, why should I even do this? That's why I need someone like you and your friend. I have pronouncing the name. That's why I keep saying friend. Friend, yeah. To, uh, you know, you can oh. kind of work with me, stimulate me, encourage me. Uh, what's the other word? Uh, motivate me. Anytime yeah. someone wants to talk about theology, I'm right there. Right. But lately, we're see that you know Chuck, he doesn't have that ability. You know, I mean, he was talking about the Bible the other day. I had to correct him a number of times that that's not true. You know? he was doing some thinking, see, but he didn't have the rudimentary stuff. So his theories were false. Yeah, it's. Uh... Well, I mean, that's that's what the well, doesn't the uh, idea of everyone having their own gift that that kind of uh, that's commensurate with a tribalist mindset, isn't it? Is it not? Because everyone has their own uh, roles. Yeah. Play. Yeah. The tribe is kind of like the church. See, everybody's supposed to have a gift in the church for the benefit of the whole. That's kind of an extension yeah. of the tribe. In fact, the church is an extension of the tribe. I've never heard anybody say that, but that's what it is. Right. Well, I'm church, gonna go through the. You check out Stan Okay. You just have to do most talking. <clears throat> okay. The church, though, I mean, that, that whole word, you believe that's the Illuminati construction, right? Or like a, oh, yeah, but I don't know yeah. about the origins. Uh, people try to say that it has to do with the goddess Circe. Cer- Cer- I don't know how to pronounce it. Circe? C-I-R-C-E. That's an improbable theory. It's just like trying to say that uh, the word Jesus is actually... Jesus. Zeus. Or something. Or Zeus, yeah. Corruption of Zeus. You, you can't prove that. 
Yeah. But some of those things are right. And the reason I believe that they're right is because I asked the angels. I said, yeah, that one's right. But most of them are wrong. These guys always think that they're right about everything. All the speculations are right. Oh, yeah. And they award themselves, you know. Ah, I did it again, you know. I discovered it too. No, you didn't. You just thought you did. They're, they're self-deceived, okay? And they, they're self-promoters. Smash yeah. that button on my YouTube channel. Smash it. <laughs> right. I actually admire them because I don't have that ability to promote myself like that. I would feel embarrassed. I, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm no good at promotion. I'm horrible. I need I somebody it. to promote me. Yeah, I never liked coming out in public about much. Of I'm like very seclusive. Uh, well, I'm an introvert. Yeah, me too. Extremely. And I, I believe that introverts are superior. They're not equal. They're not equal. First of all, introverts are smarter. What's the most? What did we say is the most important thing earlier? Knowledge. Acqui- acquiring knowledge. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the introvert in this society, it's like that's like something negative. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a program. Definitely. They think you're. Uh, some type of weirdo or something. Mm-hmm. They, the, the term is, they call you a geek. A geek, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, intellectuals Everyone, are despised. What they don't talk about, intellectuals are feared, but see, most people will never interact with an intellectual their entire life. Why? Well, they live in the idiocracy. They're actually quite rare. Yeah. But the people that think they're intellectuals, they have very little creative thinking. They're, main, they're mainly repeating what they've heard. They've, they've absorbed information, and they're, they memorize it, and they're spitting it back. Right, textbook repeaters. Yeah. And, and they're rewarded. The, they're applauded, and they go on yep. book tours, you know. And 20 years later, after you write your book, you're still defending your book. You didn't critique your own belief system. I critique my own belief system, believe it or not, every single day, and I can back it up. Yeah. I, I'm still laying in bed. And critique my belief system. Okay. I still do that. <clears throat> there's things yeah. I'm not confident that I'm right. If, if I'm confident, you'll know. But there's things that I'm not confident that I'm right about. I'm, I don't know for sure. It's a theory, yeah. and I'll tell you that. You got to balance that because people don't like me sounding so confident. But you got to yeah. balance that with the fact that I'm not confident by everything. <laughs> things I'm not confident at all. I yeah. actually don't know. I, I'll come out and say, I don't know. There's Man. so many things I've speculated about, and I just tell, I just have to say, I just don't know. Like, yeah. I just have to, it's interesting because that's what, in the first century, isn't that what the, the, the rabbis, it, the, if you look at Judaism, they're actually very tolerant of uh, all these different beliefs and sects. Yeah, Christians uh, are not like that. No, they're not. And I think that has to do to, do with the fact that they were waiting upon this Elijah figure because they realized that there has been a break in their oral tradition and they don't, you know, obviously the oral tradition was never meant to be authoritative. They don't, or at least the ones that, w- the, that they have now, you know, because there's a break in the tradition. It's not complete. And they're waiting for a prophetic figure, Elijah, to restore everything. So, Yeah, there's different views, but um, they do have a restorationist uh, mindset with Christians do not. Right. You know, it has to do with things need to be restored. Is that what Christians right. believe? No. There's nothing to restore. 
God did everything already. What's your problem? He revealed everything. This is what they believe. It's insane. If you look, why do we? If that's true, then why do we have all these thousands of sects that have been arguing for you know hundreds of years on these different uh, doctrines? Like why does Christianity uh, have more conflicting opinions and more confusion than any other religion in history? Why? Yeah. They don't talk about. You Christians talk about how Christians are confused. Well, maybe that's a different denomination, but our denomination is not, right? <laughs> uh, They're self-deceived. Everybody is wrong, but our, this is the right group. And why is this the right group? Because I'm here. And that's, I also go to the best church in town. Yeah. Because God would never lead me to the second best church, because he loves me so much. They won't contest us. That's the level that they're at. What did I call yeah. them? The four children. Intellectually, they're intellectually stunted. They're intellectual children. You can't tell them that. <clears throat> no. As I, I mentioned before, my father is uh, an elder in my church, and I haven't really talked to him about my beliefs right now. <laughs> I, I'm, so, <laughs> oh, I'm so, so introverted. I'm so perceptive. I'm actually, my, uh, my personality type is INTP. Um, so I'm actually very passive and perceptive. I don't really like making judgments on things mm-hmm. um, too much, and that can actually be a problem sometimes. But uh, everyone has everything. Every personality has their pros and cons, I guess you could say. But um, but yeah, I haven't really told talked to my father about this. Um, I have in the past, and it didn't go over well. So I don't know if I should just come out come out and say this, but I feel like if I keep it too long from them, and then if finally years down the road, I say, oh, I, you know, I've forever I've been kept keeping this from me, they probably won't respect me very much, or I mean, not respect, but they wouldn't have a high, um, they'd have a lowly view of me if I didn't, wasn't honest or something. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you earlier about the God, what, what kind of church do you go to? I go to a Presbyterian church. Oh, that's good. What the only reason that, uh, it's a PCA. Okay. Good thing it's not USA. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's exactly. not. It's actually my. It's on the conservative side. You know, everyone mm-hmm. is. Well, when I say conservative, it's neoconservative, which you know, obviously they're not truly conservative. I'm like a paleoconservative. I really do. I believe in like uh, patriarchy. I believe in tribalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I like. I don't like using the term racialism either. I, I prefer tribalism because that's. Okay. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I do believe in uh, Drake. Is also I I just will say this. I think Drake is a little bit too uh, on the race thing. I think he's a little bit too. Uh, he stresses it too much. I, I think that he needs to be. I, I do believe it's an important issue, but mm-hmm. um, a very important issue because uh, while I'm in you know, bits. Obviously, people don't want to believe it's an important issue. They they want to try to hide the facts of uh, of reality that you know the uh, <clears throat> the conflicts that we have in this country due to equal, quote unquote equality, this uh, mm-hmm. egalitarian mindset. Um, and I you know obviously that applies to both gender and racial issues, and not just that, but just uh, hierarchy in general, you know, and authority. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, I think he stresses that a little bit too much. Uh, he's a little bit crazy about it. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. 
actually. Now I think about it. Um, well, you lost my train of thought. Um, but uh, I, I did want to, this verse, when we were talking about uncertainty and uh, how people can gain uh, acquire knowledge, I was thinking of uh, Ecclesiastes 8, um, 17. Then I saw all the works of God that man is unable to find out the work that has been uh, done under the sun. For though a man labors to seek, yet he does not find it, even though a wise man claims to know he's unable to find it. And uh, I just kind of... Well, there's a great passage in there that uh, I need to look it up. The problem is I look at too many translations and I can't even... Every year I deteriorate as far as referencing scripture. I used to be able to quote scripture like crazy back in the early 90s. And, yeah. uh, because I don't emphasize it like I used to. But I also read, used to read the Bible a lot more than I do now. <clears throat> the reason is because I was always trying to figure things out. But there's a great passage there how basically God has um, not told the whole world about what he's doing. This is the passage where it says he makes everything perfect in his time, or beautiful. Yes, beautiful. That passage. Basically, God has concealed what he's doing. Okay? Now, I hold to the opinion that um, you have these exceptions in the Bible. I I have all this complex terminology I created. I don't use it on the show. But I call it, it's called the principle of sovereign exception. You probably heard me talk about reincarnation. Yeah. Where it makes a statement. Christians went wild with it. Hebrews 9.27. Then all of a sudden you find, well, hold it, there's exceptions in the Bible. People died more than once. So the liberal view is, throw your Bible in the garbage can. Yeah, can't do this. <laughs> In the modern mind, which uses a scientific method to interpret the Bible like Frank, that's what Frank's trying to do. I pointed it out to him. Mm-hmm. That's not the way you interpret the Bible, Frank. But they, they look at it uh, through that mindset, see, and they always want certainty and clarification. and no, and it, it doesn't, uh, the Bible is apathetic about that. Yeah, it is. That's why I, I never... I can never agree. Like uh, my friend, my friend is capable. Uh, the one thing, the, the point of disagreement that we have, he's a Karaite, or at least he used to. Oh, be. really? Well, yeah. that's better than being a non-Karaite, in my opinion. Right. I he, think they're superior to the Orthodox Jews. Anyway, that's my opinion. Right. <clears throat> but I, I do. He doesn't really believe that there is any oral tradition whatsoever, any uh, council of elders, and well, I think he does believe in elders, but he doesn't believe in the council that the rabbis do. Um, how that was performed, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I told like I, I don't agree with him on sol- uh, private judgment or sola scriptura. That's one thing I disagree with him on. I, I just can't see from what we read in scripture how anyone <clears throat> this whole private judgment thing has led to. Well, it's kind of what you have to do in some ways because there is no authority. Um, you do kind of you do kind of have to revert to that, but I don't believe that was. Originally, what was uh, I was done, obviously, mm-hmm. and I don't. There's so many issues with the text that so so many ambiguities that you have to have a supplement to it. Yeah, to explain something you external. Just, it, it, the Bible doesn't explain itself. I mean, right. it, it does by the context it and when it refers to a certain. But but 
It does sometimes. But sometimes that's not sufficient. No. Well, yeah, and that's what, you know, it's just, if you look at and this whole idea about private judgment, it has to do with this, like, kind of rational, I think it has to do with this more, uh, this rationalist movement that happened during the Enlightenment period. And I don't see that. If you look in the history, this is like a universal uh, practice, is that even on in all religions, you had the text, and then you had the elders and the oral tradition to explicate the text. And I think that's just the nature of human language, too, is that you, you can't have this very precise... Because you, 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 you can't have, like, a precise... Uh, way to convey things you always have to explain mm-hmm. you know because there's so many nuances <clears throat> by the way i said that uh, i'm always examining my belief system just just to prove that that's true yesterday for this i don't know if i thought about this before but i may have but if i did i forgot about it but i was pondering the possibility that it could be possible for a muslim to be in a state of regeneration. Now, I know persons would immediately reject <laughs> that. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I actually, actually know that's true. But this is a really complex subject. But it, it, I'm tempted to start trying to explain why I believe that. It, it's too complex. I can't do it quickly, so I don't even want to even try. Yeah. But I thought about something different. <laughs> I'm not going to really explain why it's different either, but um, what 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 essentials do they deny? See, they believe in the resurrection of Christ. That Christians believe this is why Christians would be horrified. They believe that the Bible teaches that there is an essential doctrine in the Bible that you must believe that Jesus is God. <laughs> they all believe this. Oh, they don't know that this doctrine is not in the Bible anywhere. And then they will even misapply Scripture, or like go to John 1 1. I said, that verse doesn't teach that. I'm talking about you must believe this. You know what I mean? Right. They try to use that verse for all kinds of things, not realizing it's simply saying that it's not even talking about eternity past, it's talking about the beginning. It's actually yeah. got a time reference there. It's only talking about that period of time. They try to use it for all these different things. Yep. I know. It's just in, if I were to tell my dad I don't believe in the Trinity, the Trinity, uh, like, okay, that's another one. Answer. Your father probably believes, like Presbyterians do, that that's an essential doctrine. Prove yeah. it. It's not even... Look at Even if the doctrine of the Trinity was discussed in the Bible... It still has to say that you have to believe this somehow. Now, the way that it will do it, it'll like give you a warning or an admonition, you know, if you don't. Is that in the Bible anyone? No. Of course not. I was just thinking about the doctrine of the Trinity today. I just realized this. And for the first time in my life, I realized the doctrine of the Trinity is, is from God. And Christians go, of course it is. No, it's, I believe it's a punishment. This is all you're going to get. I can't just, you know, blame it on the devil. You know, that doctrine's from the devil. See, that do, the doctrine of God is more important than any other doctrine. So how is God not going to be involved with that? You know, what you get and what you don't? Here's what yeah. you get. This is your punishment. Yeah, because you, um, you rejected my laws and my revelation. 
You murdered the prophets. See, we're suffering because of Israel's sins. Israel, it, Israel's purpose is to bless the entire world. But the opposite is also true. The world, when Israel is cursed, the whole world is cursed because they can't see the, the blessing. Here, here, here it is. The blessing only comes one way through Israel. Where is Israel? Christians are so dumb, they think Israel is over there in Palestine. <laughs> That's what they think Israel is. Yeah. Uh, Israel has to be restored. You got a question? Yeah, I had some questions about uh, Israel and who you uh, believe is Israel. Because I believe in the past, I've listened to some of your old podcasts, and I believe you say, um, I know you believe in the assimilation theory, but you also uh, believe that, uh, if, I, if I get this wrong, I apologize, but... Um, that uh, the Caucasians, uh, the ones that moved to the West, you know, the lost ten, where, uh, where the lost ten tribes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is that do you believe that? Uh, well, I don't. I don't agree that white, um, quote unquote, white people. I, I think that's probably. I don't like uh, to use the word white. Yeah. Because Adam was not a white man. No, he wasn't. And uh, there's a simple reason why nobody even ever talks about this, because they just don't have the knowledge. But uh, if your skin is white, that you're sickly. Yeah. Have to do with evolution. Uh, the lack of blood circulation, that's what causes it. And the reason we know that, I've said these things before. I, I'm sorry about this uh, truck. It's moving very slowly. Um, I wish he'd move faster. Probably little demon. <laughs> that stuff will happen. When you talk about stuff like this, oh, you'll stir up the demons. Yeah, I've had some yeah, really yeah, and they make you lose your train of thought, just like I did now. Uh, oh, what was I explaining? Um, wow. <laughs> uh, oh, your skin. the uh, skin color. Yeah, if you go on a, a fruitarian diet, mm -hmm. your skin will eventually take on kind of a mild copper tone. Copper. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, that's the color of angels' skin, according to the Bible, at least some of them. We eventually learned that not all of them have that color of skin. Yeah. Are you saying you, you, uh, you came uh, to the conclusion that not all of them have that color of skin, all the angels? Well, people might, if you hear me talk about black people, you know, the people going to, they're programmed to, you know, they're racist and uh, yeah, right. they just like black people. Uh, not knowing, I have not said this on the show, uh, but mm -hmm. there are high-ranking angels that have uh, modified, moderate, um, negroid features. Oh. At least, if you saw them from a human perspective, yeah, their skin is dark. Yeah. Not not the lips so much, or the, or the facial, nose. The skin, yeah. They have darker skin, so they don't all have the same color of skin. Contour, yeah. I don't even know if they have skin, but that's what we, you know. Cool. Right. We're going to use our terminology. I mean, cool. just show you how ignorant we are. If you even think about not having a belly button, your mind starts shutting down. You go, what? That doesn't make any sense. You can't even visualize it. Yeah. I even well, have that problem. But no, they don't have belly buttons. <laughs> well, there's other things that they probably don't have that we think uh, are, like, how could they not have that? I can tell you something else. Where did we get this information? We're actually talking to angels, okay? They um they don't have any pubic hair. 
interesting. In fact, I can also tell you, you know, we're in communication with Azura, if you know who she is. I know it sounds, you know, way out there. Um, and, but uh, she's the one that told us that, and I personally believe that she is responsible for getting modern women to shave their pubic area. I, she is involved with fashion. She's involved with everything. See, a lot of these things, let me tell you something. This whole culture comes from the Elohim. The humans yeah. are just vessels. Now, you can't prove that wrong, and I can't prove that it's you know, true, but this is what we've been told. In fact, it sounds totally crazy. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to talk about this stuff. But uh, the angels started telling us, you know, that they were making these movies and stuff like that. So I, I thought Azra was doing all this stuff and, like, running Hollywood and everything. And then, then, then they told us that, well, eventually it came out that um, no other angels involved, too. And when you think this, you're always thinking, the dark angels. You know what I mean? No, we're talking about angels in heaven. Right. Oh, yeah, another, they're, no. they're involved with everything. I think that they have this conception where there's the these fallen the, the demons they're the bad guys they're they're the ones that are fallen you know underneath somewhere and then up in heaven you have the good guys. It's a what very the Christians simplistic. don't know is that the angels are the gods of the ancient world. Everybody knew. Yeah, I know. They, they all have personalities. Yep. They're all like superstars, and everybody used to know them. And you probably yeah. heard me talk about how the uh, the Greeks were Israelites in the diaspora. There yep. was an early diaspora. That not everybody went with Moses, by the way. You can't prove any of this stuff. But supposedly there was a large contingent that <clears throat> they didn't go with Moses. Huh. And they ended up, uh, what well, you know, they used to call Macedonia, that area. Yeah. Uh, but you can appeal to history. Uh, that the uh, the Spartans founded Rome. Yeah, the Spartan, heard, Spartans were actually Israelites. Yeah, I've, I, there's this guy. Um, well, I, there's this guy I used to listen to on the uh, on YouTube, and he's he's not very well known. He's doesn't have too many videos, but lately he's been coming out with it. I I stopped listening to him until I, until I figured out he was gay. <laughs> so you can't. He's gay. He's actually so. gay. Yeah, but he's a very intelligent okay. person, but. He, he thinks that the Israelite, uh, he thinks that, uh, he, he goes to show that the Spartans and the Minoans, the Cretans, and the Romans are all one family, and he thinks that the, the Spartans actually founded Rome. He goes in the genetic, uh, the genetic uh, haplogroups and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have, I don't think we can have certainty of, but it is interesting um, to talk about stuff, but yeah, he goes into detail about that, and um pretty interesting though uh the connection i think he even talked about the connection between the israelites and the, the spartans the dorians but you you know the uh, maccabees you know second maccabees what, what what was it i forget what exact part of it but it talks of uh talks about the uh spartan dynasty being connected with the was it the levitical priesthood i can't remember it's the, Levit- hmm. uh, the priesthood it says that uh there was a letter that was sent um to the king of Sparta saying that basically we are all children of Abraham and we were connected. I think this is in 2nd Maccabees. I'll have to um, check on that. i got to interrupt. Yeah. Emma just spoke. I, I say this for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. I briefly mentioned her on the last, last show. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just going to hear a little bit. 
put it out here because people can't handle it. <laughs> you know what she said? What? She said you have a new friend. <laughs> what? She said, she said you have a new friend. I was putting groceries away out in my car and she said, you have a new friend. <laughs> that was funny for so that next month. I haven't heard her say a single thing the entire time. Usually when I go shopping, yeah. uh, she comments uh, it's about everything. Is like this your uh, angel that follows you or an entity or something? No, this is um, it's a spirit. A spirit. And Christians are ill-informed. Like I pointed out before, they're just like little children. So on this, little sub- this particular subject, uh, no, you just listen and learn. They don't know that there's a category of spiritual entities besides demons right. and angels. Yeah. Right. Because in the book of Acts, it distinguishes between the two. It talks, about, it talks about spirits and it distinguishes them from angels, but it does so in a positive context. They don't know that these beings exist. But they want to judge me and say I'm communicating with a demon. They always got a negative analysis. You know what I'm saying? Anything they're unfamiliar with, they'll have a judgment. Is it based on knowledge? No. And they, and they actually and they think they're right, too. They're really, you know how they're constant? They're so constant all the time. What do they know about lost knowledge? Nothing. That's why they're so confident. You see that? I'm always talking about uncertainty. I even put that in the podcast title one Uncertainty. Yeah. First, right. you talk about certainty. They're so confident. They think, oh, it's not. They don't think it's that hard. They say, oh, it's not hard. Dave makes it hard. Dave claims that God's hiding the truth. No, Satan's hiding the truth. Yeah, right. Dave, you got it all wrong. You're a false teacher, Dave. And Satan's using you to discourage people from discovering the truth because, oh, it's all too hard. Don't even bother to try. God covered it all up, so just go back to your television screen. Yeah, Satan is using Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they, they just can't, they, they can't, uh, um, can't I'll tell you right, I'll tell you ahead. right now, they're largely incapable of critical analysis because they, See, that is a skill that you have to acquire. Yeah. They think they get born again, and then God gives them all these wonderful <laughs> things. They don't yeah. even have them. It's not that you easy. Have to, even if you have a gift, you have to develop it. You have to labor. They're lazy. They don't do anything. And yet they have this magical belief that they have all these things. They don't have the, all these things. I'm sorry. No. They're like um, empty beggars. You can't tell them that. God made them that way. They're, they're spiritually and intellectually impoverished because of a judgment of God. How many people can deal with that? No, Dave, they can't. And they'll have an emotional response. You know, Dave, you never have anything positive to say about anybody. <laughs> you say, that's what they tell me. You're, you're always negative. And they'll actually tell yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're dealing with a child. Yeah. Children... <clears throat> more emotional, right? That's the way yeah. these people are. They're intellectually stunted. And they're offended by intellectuality and they would associate it with pride. I used to work with these Wesleyans. I talked about them on the show. The holiness type people. Yeah. That's exactly the way they were. And they would quote this passage over and over again and actually believe that you don't want to study too much. Because, that, you know, What's that passage about, uh, oh, knowledge puffeth up? Yeah, puff, yeah. Right. 
puffed up in knowledge. Oh, they loved that one. They were anti-intellectual. Of course, I was an intellectual way back then. Yeah. And you could tell right away they didn't know that much. I'd start talking about stuff. They'd just look at me like their eyes get real big. But never any compliments. You're like, oh, that's a good point there. Nothing ever complimentary. These guys were constantly looking for me to sin. And they never were able to come up with anything because I was playing a game with them. And the name of the game is... Uh, <clears throat> We're going to discover Dave's sin. So I knew they were doing that, so I wouldn't give them anything. I watched everything I did. You better believe it. If I ever sinned, they would have let me know it. Now, these guys, why are we talking about this? These guys believed that they, they didn't sin. They're, it's a branch of theology called perfectionism. Yeah. And they have this belief. They go to the altar. It's similar to, like, um, Holy Spirit baptism. And they repent, and then God gives them this gift, and they don't sin anymore. Now, now they can't. They can sin, okay? Then they have to go back to the altar and reacquire that at stake. Oh boy, are they ever worried about sinning? They're worried about falling away from that state, and they're like really anxious about it. You can tell, and yes. they're not all like that, but the ones I were around definitely were. They did not have a television in their home. They believed if you had a television in your home, you're not even a Christian. So that's wow. why they would, you know. Um, the guy liked me because I worked with him before at a previous company. And so he started his own landscaping company. He was a younger guy. And he hired me, so he liked me. Yeah. I'm a very likable person. I will adjust my personality, not in a hypocritical way, um, right. to make myself likable. Everybody <laughs> likes me. All the people that I live with, I get along better with people than anybody else. They kind of struggle. Yeah. I, You're going to have some problems here with the audio because of the wind. Right. It's unfortunate, but... You can let me know if it gets bad, not that I can really do anything about it. Right. I'm carrying a lot of groceries here. I, I noticed that too, like I, my personality is like that, why I'm adaptable, where I, you know, different, I, I'm very, uh, I don't know, like, uh, just, this kind of was in high school, it's like, they never had, a, even people when they were jerks, I, I just adapted my personality and they eventually liked me, like a very, uh, I don't know, that's just kind of me, I don't like getting in arguments with people, I don't like some conflicts at all, uh, I, it's never... <laughs> Like, everyone in high school is like, well, I'm not saying this just because, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm just saying this is how my personality is. Everyone in high school was like, yeah, I know Josh. He's a cool guy, you know. Little did they know how much of a weirdo I was. <laughs> so, well, they kind of, they, well, they didn't recognize I was a weirdo. It's like, that kid's kind of weird. He always reads books all the time. And, <laughs> like, uh, that's, isn't that funny? You know what? You know what? I have to say this. You know what, um, there's this kid that said, he's like, Josh, reading books, that's such a 16, 17 thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I mean, oh, man, I was like, that's actually really sad because it, it, now people, if you even read a book, people think you're, you're crazy. You just read a yeah. book. Like, it's funny, though, but they still respect books because, um, you know, I was listening to this guy on the, you probably heard of the Higher Side Chat podcast. I, what was that? Higher Side Chat podcast. 
Fireside Chat? No, uh, I'm not sure. No, it's pretty popular. The guy called Greg Carlwood. He was talking about Tracy Twyman, so that's why I was listening to it. And uh, but he he came in out and said, I already knew this that uh, he interviews people that write books. Okay, yeah. and that's what happens. People write a book. Everybody respects you. They don't respect books, but they respect you because wow, that must have been a lot of work. He's like an expert because yeah. it's in the book. Don't even read the book. But for the rest of your life, you have the title of author. And people pay respect to that. You go on a book tour and you talk about your book, you get interviewed. Satan likes books. <clears throat> that whole system came from him. Yeah, he's an oh, expert. Go interview him. Someone like me, stay away from him. Yeah. He's dangerous. <clears throat> well, then people, the acquisition of knowledge is uh, different in the past because all these, it was mostly oral. It wasn't. Absolutely. It wasn't, uh, it just goes to show that we've devolved because people were able to memorize these things. Well, yeah, if you're thinking at all, yeah, you're, you're going to realize that there was a time when books were not needed. See, I hold to the view that technology is um, is based on devolution. It, I think that as a general rule, this is not true for everything, but as a general rule, it can all be replaced. Because when you use technology, you're using it to try to accomplish something that we used to be able to do without yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's like mind-boggling to think about that. For instance, you know, everybody had telepathic abilities. Yeah. Now, I have them too. I acquired them. And how did I do that? There's a female angel that spoke to Chuck out of the blue and said, we can talk about these individual things that they've done because they manifest on the physical level. And you can be as skeptical as you want. Okay? Mm -hmm. And they said, she said, that she was going to clear up some kind of obstruction in my forehead. You know what she's talking about? She's talking about... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> your body's a vessel. As you get older, it just accumulates toxins. Yes. So um, whenever they do something like that, I always run a check on it. So a few days went by. I go, did she do that? And he had to ask her, and she said yes. And she didn't tell him that it was done, though. I had to ask. And guess what huh. happened? All of a sudden, I had these telepathic abilities, and I was able to spirit travel. Wow. The spirit travels by the Bible. Christians, Satan doesn't want them to do. He wants them to be scared of it. Astral travel. I used to be the same way. Yeah, it's astral travel, but you don't need to use that word. That's a trigger word for the Christian mind. (laughs) It is a trigger. trigger The mind will shut down and they'll throw a judgment. That's paganism. That's New Age. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that's what that's what Ezekiel did. He traveled in the spirit back to Jerusalem. Oh, they won't even say, uh, i give you a compliment. You know, they just, oh. Yeah. Yeah, You just learned something that you didn't know. Yeah, I've I've actually thought about that, about the Astro Trail. Sorry, were you going to say something? It was just given to me as a gift. There was one day that I had to practice it. I was laid on a bed. And I actually, I actually follow the method, like on the internet or something like, and just different methods, but they're basically the same. 
But after that, uh, I don't. I don't even know if that was necessary. But I can just do whenever I want to. But sometimes I can't tell if I'm even doing it. Huh. Yeah, because I, I don't have the visual abilities. The visuals are getting stronger and stronger here gradually. Yeah. Um, for instance, one day there was this. Uh, you know, there's no term that you can use that's going to make a Christian comfortable. Although I say spirit guide. All the minds will shut down. What's wrong with that term? Okay, you can't use the Bible to prove that God can't give you a spirit guide because you don't have enough knowledge about these spirits because you don't know anything about these spirits. You don't even know what you're talking about. So it's two words, spirit, guide. God gives you a spirit, and the spirit guides you. That's what Emma does. But the stuff with her, it's pretty much rudimentary. And I've never asked this, but I think the primary reason that she's there is so I don't get lonely. You see, I live a very isolated life. Yeah. I'm just up in my room. I don't even spend any time. I don't watch any television. So I don't sit there with these guys at all. I interact with them. I'm in the kitchen, you know, try to be friendly. Uh, but I'm, I'm alone all the time. It's very difficult. Now, you have to have a gift or you'll absolutely go crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a hermetic lifestyle. <clears throat> what it is, you have to yeah, have it. Yet. I don't recommend it for anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I have, I live with family, so I'm not that, I'm not that alone. But other than my family, I don't talk to anyone, and I don't really talk to my family too much. I mean, I do, but I'm usually stuck up in my own head all the time. Well, obviously, learning from other people is important, but ultimately. Yeah. Uh, the more time you, you're alone, uh, the more time that you uh, learn. And uh, that's the problem with being around a woman. The same thing is true with a woman, okay, being around a man. Uh, it, it's really enjoyable if it is, but yeah. you're not learning, okay? You've actually got to be alone. You can learn together, okay? okay? But, Dave, are you saying women aren't geared towards intellectual uh, abilities? <laughs> <laughs> You cannot come out and vocalize what I'm going to say. I'm going to vocalize it anyway. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to say my thing. You can't come out and say that men are smarter than, or men, women are not as smart as men. You can't say that in this culture. Yeah, no. <clears throat> That's a, it's like a crime. Yeah. Uh, Satan wants everybody to believe that everything's equal. Yeah. If he knows that it's not. Is it, is it humanly possible to prove that women are precisely equal? No. no. It's impossible. They never thought about that, did they? <laughs> no. How do you think outside the box? Listen to that podcast, and I actually, I actually talked about that. I said, where did we get that? I said, from the founding fathers yeah. who were pretending to be deists or Christians to fool the Christians. So uh, you're, but they, you're were actually, actually, uh, they were actually Freemasons yeah. who were really generational Satanists. They had all kinds of little hats that they wore. What were you going to say, yeah. I believe what? So you actually believe that they were uh, insiders? Oh, oh, absolutely. It's always that one. Yeah. Have, has to be that one. Well, so look at the, this is, are always first in line. Jesus even yeah. said that. He said, uh, the last will be first and the first will be last. When he says, um, when he's talking about He's talking about the most evil people. Okay, because you, got, you, you have to figure out who are the people that are last. 
those are the holy people that it talks about in Hebrews chapter 11 that are persecuted and martyred. They're at yeah. the bottom. And it's still that way. Christians don't know this. They like to think they're at the top. Okay, but who's the opposite of the most holy people? The most evil people. Jesus said they're first. So he's actually, you've got to you know, think through all that, but it's right there in the Bible. Who are the most evil people? Whoever these are, they're, they're first place. <clears throat> yeah, they're running the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't have you... to be this way. I mean, I, there's a sense, I believe it's predestined. Right. But if Israel had done the right thing, they would have been first. It, it actually talks about this in Deuteronomy 28. It talks about them being last. Yes. You know, after yeah. they're punished. You shall be the, the tail, right? Or, yeah, uh, the tail. Right. But eventually they'll be restored and there'll be a royal nation that will bless all the nations. The nations are not going to be equal. You'll see this in Isaiah 14. Oh, yeah. And it actually refers to them. You can use the word slave if you want. You have to be Service. scared of that yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, that's one thing Drake... He doesn't. I think that's why he he believes in the sort of well. He doesn't really believe in replacement theology because he thinks Jews are going to come back. So he doesn't totally cast the Jews off, but he he believes that we kind of have this equal status with Elohim now since of Christ and the new covenant because he still thinks the new covenant was with Jesus and not in the future. And I think it's part of his Anglo-Protestant pride that he has because he's very much adores his ancestors, which is not really a problem, but it's getting to the point where he can't accept the idea that the Jews would ever, or the uh, Israel would ever, would come back into, um, well, yeah, come back to supremacy again, and that we'll be servants. One of his major errors. I feel assuming we know what Israel is, or or the Israel that's presented us today. Mm -hmm. One of his major errors is his belief that the Torah, he holds it in such high regard. This is what happens to these people. They start, like, adoring the Torah. And he believes that it can be applied to modern society. No, no, it can't. No. It was intended for a tribe, and the tribe came and went. And God destroyed the tribe. The people were still there. Yeah. Even back in Ezra and Nehemiah's day, they were trying to figure out the genealogy because it all got oh, yeah. screwed up when they were in Babylon. Yeah. What about is today? Why, is that why they revert? Uh, is that why they believe in the matrilineal principle because they had to make up for the the men that were lost or something? I'll explain that a little bit more. Because didn't I know the rabbis hold to that the your identity is found through the mother? Oh, that's false. Yeah, I know. I don't believe no, that. No, they didn't originally believe that. That was, um, the religion became progressively liberal. Yeah. This has to do with theories about uh, <clears throat> Jesus' genealogy and Mary and stuff like that. People try yeah. to apply that. But no, they didn't originally believe that. That, that was, oh, that like a lot of things became corrupted. Remember, you're talking about a religion <clears throat> that has a sacred calendar, which they believe is superior to everybody else's. Yeah. And actually, is uh, you, the names in the month are all Babylonian. Babylonian, right? <laughs> the Babylonian calendar. Yeah. They got corrupted. Also, they have a lunar calendar. Now, it's unfortunate that I can't readily prove that it used to be solar. 
But in the Book of Enoch, guess what? You got a solar calendar. And also, I think you do in the Book of Jubilees. I'm not certain. You know, Chris used to say, well, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> I yeah. always say that. It's not my Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a strange heretical doctrine that you're espousing here. Oh, they like to call it strange doctrine. So anything they're unfamiliar with, first of all, they, they believe that God's revealed everything. <laughs> so if you're talking about something that nobody's talking about, <clears throat> they're going to call that strange doctrine, and they're going to be suspicious of from Satan. Because why doesn't, uh, why don't people know about this? Because they believe that if this is the truth, then God would tell more people. Right. See, the reality they believe in is the opposite of Matthew seventeen eleven. Opposite. Right. That's the first verse that I would share with a Christian. Because you can literally transform their belief system, potentially, if they applied it. You know? Yeah. I, I had a question. I'm sorry to go. This might this is kind of um, along the lines of what you just were saying earlier about how you believe that that's false about the matrilineal descent. But I had a question about in Acts uh, when Paul circumcises uh, the Titus um, right mm-hmm. after the Jerusalem Council. I was wondering was Paul actually conceding to the idea of the the rabbinic belief because he, he circumcises. He's not even because they just. Okay, so the Jerusalem Council, they just said, uh, yeah, the Jews, they can keep the Torah, but, you know, the, the, uh, whether you call them diaspora, uh, Jews or Gentiles, uh, or both, um, or, you know, there could be some actual Gentiles mixed in there. They're not Israelite, have Israelite descent. But he said that um, they determined that uh, they didn't have, they only had to keep these seven laws, you know, which are very similar to Noahide in some ways. Okay. Uh, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So, but he he then goes to circumcise uh, a gentile. Well, his father was a gentile, so wouldn't he be a gentile unless they unless the identity was uh, unless the identity was the uh, found in the mother's uh, lineage or line? Because I, I doesn't really make sense. He just he, all of a sudden he goes and circumcises someone when they just made a decree that they, the Gentiles didn't have to uh, be circumcised unless he was actually considered as an Israelite because of his mom or mother. If you know, I, I'm yeah. sure you're familiar with what I'm talking about. Uh, it's all very complicated, especially when I'm hauling groceries down here. This is heavy enough I've actually had to stop a couple times because I'm sitting here trying to think. And I, it takes so much effort right. for me to think, I actually set the groceries down. Um, I'd have to be talking about that for quite a while because I, I want to go back to foundational things. Okay. You have to understand, people are not pondering my belief system. They're not, they're not rejecting it. They're just not doing anything. Okay? I've consistently come up with things that are historically unique. You ever hear them anyone? So that's what I'm on right now. So there was two different groups of believers in the first century before the temple was destroyed. And they had different laws. Now, right. you've probably got quite a few books. You've listened to a lot of things. You're not that old. Have you heard, ever heard anybody say that? Uh, besides you, um, I've heard some Christian identity talk about diaspora Jews, Israelites. But Okay, let me explain what I'm talking about. The, um, except for the things that were added by the apostles, Oh, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing changed for the so-called Jews. 
They kept practicing the Torah until the temple was destroyed. You've probably heard me talk about, I keep saying this over and over again, it's just irreparable, passage in Acts 21. There was accusations brought against Paul that he wasn't observing the Torah. So he went out of his way, kind of extreme way, he shaved his head off, the hair off. Then that's By the way, right. that's an excellent example of a law that's nowhere found in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Everything's in the point. Bible, huh? Where's that? Gone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's a good point. So anyway, um, and they, they still went to the temple. Notice that Jesus was doing the same thing. He was in the synagogue. Okay, but now you got problems with the term Gentile. It's a mistranslation. Uh, it should be probably translated like outsider, but it has to do with the Torah. Now, initially, evangelization was focused on reconciling. Jesus even talked about this, you know. People who had wandered away from the Torah. Mm-hmm. They were of the bloodline. It was a priority. See? Even God, see? This is, has to do with, you know, first of all, all the places that the uh, it, the uh, apostles went, at least initially, that was where the diaspora Jews were. Yeah, living. right. They went to the, the mostly the West in the, in uh-huh. the Mediterranean. It's kind of funny how they don't talk about Egypt in the book of Acts. Yeah. Well, the, the book of Acts is very small. And it's absolutely amazing how Christians are satisfied with this is all we need to know about history. <laughs> They're satisfied <laughs> with that. Even yeah. has a truncated end. I do believe that that end is artificial. Hmm. See, there's a problem right there. <clears throat> you know, with the Bible. Oh, so you don't believe... Oh, but you're telling me that you don't believe that God would preserve his word perfectly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a longer ending to Acts. I'm trying to remember. I asked the angels about it. I thought that he said that that was authentic, but it had corruption problems. So if you can receive that, you know, go look up the uh, the longer ending to Acts. Also, he said, I've, I've said this on the show, I assumed that the longer ending of Matthew, or excuse me, Mark, was it Mark 16? Yeah. Was, you know, a scribal edition. Now, the reason people reject it is the same reason they reject the book of Enoch. There's things in there that doesn't agree with my religion. Yeah. Okay. Um, eventually, I took another look at uh, the long ending of Mark, and I go, hold it here. This is what I believe. I changed my belief over the years, so I don't have a problem with it. So that's why I asked if it was, is that legitimate? He said yes. You know, there's at least one doctrine, and I forget what it is. Might have something to do with baptism or something. Curses don't believe. This is where it talks about, you know, handling the snakes and stuff, too. Oh. That confuses them. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I mean, this is like a huge subject. Um, you know, it talks about this in the book of Hebrews. It's just not a theory that the Torah was still intact yeah. until the temple because it said it was. Yes. It's, it says it's growing old and it will soon perish Pass. or something like that. Well, it hasn't done it yet. Now, what do you think it's talking about? It's talking about destruction of the temple. Right. It'll be interesting later on to ask you questions 
to see, I mean, you're a bit of a skeptic, to see how much of my belief system you absorbed. You know, for instance, like, um, do you still believe in the New Testament? Yeah. That's not a proper term. It's a corruption no, of you know, New Covenant. It's a Latin term. But everybody assumes we're under the New Covenant. And, uh, you can blow that out of the water permanently with one answerable question, unanswerable question, in less than 10 seconds. All you have to do is formulate the question. No one can answer that question. There's different ways I could do it. I could do it with more than one question. Um, <clears throat> ask a person, do you believe that uh, all the information about the New Covenant is in the, in the Bible? They're going to know that you're up to something, especially if they're familiar with me. I think a lot of people say, I don't want to answer that question. They're trying to trap me. <laughs> Eventually catch on you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh the, the information is not there <clears throat> so the only theory you can hold to is that there was lost knowledge if you still want to believe that we're in a new covenant the new covenant has to do with the restoration of israel in the future yep they deceive them as roman catholic propaganda because the roman catholic church they claim to be the new israel that's true the, the, yeah. two, the two israel theory right and they condemned the Jews because they crucified Christ mm-hmm. and declared themselves to be the new Israel, the spiritual Israel. Yeah. And that their uh, theocracy, there is a theocracy. Yes. Replaced the old theocracy. And it did, but it wasn't from God, you know, apart from a no. punishment. Yeah. Yeah, it means that the Christians yeah. over and over, they simply haven't heard. Now, if you understand that Elijah's coming, of course. All these things he's going to talk about, they haven't heard. And the time's not right yet. But God is no. still not, he's not trying to do anything, these people. Not yet. It's got to be soon. Can't be too long. No. Because the technocracy is ensuing. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, my God. It's, things are moving rapidly. Yeah. It's actually quite depressing. <clears throat> Yeah, it is. So the problem with my lifestyle is I, I focus on all this negative information day after day after day. That's mm-hmm. why I said on the show that uh, if you're a policeman, you should be able to take a break, like for a month or a week or whatever, two months, because all the negativity yeah. that you have to deal with every day, they're committing suicide. <laughs> Same thing happens in the military. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They can't handle it. My brother's a cop, actually. Dave, he's actually Dave. He's a sheriff. Yeah. Which I'm actually kind of worried for him because when I believe that they can info like there's a when you get to that level, the the uh, the higher ups, the well, the Illuminati on the surface are going to they might contact you if you get that high up in the police force. I get a kick out of you. You're the first person that has acknowledged my belief system that they're ruling from below the Earth's surface. Yeah, I do believe in that. Now, when people hear things that they can't relate to, it just goes right past them and they don't absorb it. That shows you they don't have a desire to learn because they're not pondering what I'm saying. I can make a big thing out of this, but people listen to podcasts primarily for entertainment. They, they want to believe that they're on this great quest for truth. I even do this myself. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But you've also got to learn. You've got to think. You've got to ponder. You've got to evaluate. They don't do that. They have a lazy mind. 
they, here's the thing. They've never developed that mindset ever. You have to develop it and then start applying it. They, you have to, it's a beginning, a start. Mm-hmm. Pastors don't – actually, pastors don't have that either. Some of them do. Okay, but um, <clears throat> it's something like anything else you do in life. You make a decision. You've got a goal. You're going to try to accomplish something, achieve this. They, the Christians don't do that. It's not self-education. You know, they're not yeah. good learners. They're not learners. I, I, it's gone to the point where I wish I, I wish this wasn't true. I really do because it's absolutely horrifying to see the elite, but it, but it is true. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I could end up suppressing it, which doesn't really work for a person like me. I can't really truly suppress it in my mind. There, there's a, there's a, some truth. You do have to suppress it though, because to a certain degree, because if you don't, then you're just going to go crazy. You know, mm-hmm. if you constantly worry about it, you're, you're going to, yeah. The, the true elite are exalted supermen. Yeah. They are no longer truly human. They're transhumans. They've used every conceivable technology uh, applied on a biological level, and they cannot die except unless one of three things happens. Uh, there's an old horror film out there called The Premature Burial. I think it came out in 1963. They used to have people that were so paranoid about getting accidentally buried oh, alive. Oh, yeah. They had all this. These are people with wealth. They had all these elaborate things to prevent that from occurring. Yeah. Because they feared it. Probably because they didn't know God. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, that's one of the scariest things to think about, being buried alive or something oh, yeah. like that. That's why Satanists like to do that. Torture you, then they'll take you out of the coffin. Anyway, you have a little child. And there'll be spiders in the coffin, all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyway, um, naturally they're going to do that. But they, they can't die. Once you have nanotech and you apply it on the biological level to the body, you're not going to age anymore. That sounds yeah. weird, but people haven't thought about it. You can correct any problem with nanotech. Yeah. They've got something superior to nanotech. I don't know what they got. But we have nanotech now. And it can do oh, yeah. that. Any kind of problem. They can also do it the frequency level, which is more important anyway. Yeah. Uh, rife technology is kind of a dumbed down version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with rife technology. Uh, but um, one way that they can uh, die is if God kills them. Right. The other way, if there's a conspiracy against them, that kind of thing happens in Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? It might be an accident, unforeseen accident. Yeah. Yeah, that can right. always happen. Yeah, but one of those three. Otherwise, no, they don't, and they don't age. So this is why they don't appear in public. But I've said recently on the show that I think they could appear in public. They've got all kinds of ways of disguising themselves. Well, these guys... <laughs> They could use magic or some of the means to actually look, look um, you know, older if they wanted to. Yeah. But they well, would stand out right away in public. This is what's going to happen. People don't realize this. But you've heard me talking about transformation. <clears throat> the only reason I know about that is because that was one of the first things that the angels wanted to tell us. They were actually kind of eager because nobody knew about it. It's not clearly taught in the Bible. There are verses about it, but you can't prove anything. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Christians don't know that the, uh, the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon, that's, that's 
That's a teacher text. It's prophetic. He's talking about the king and queen of Israel. Okay? And they're admiring each other's bodies because they're perfect. Now you can say that they're resurrected. See, that's the problem. I can't prove it's not a resurrection. But that's yeah. why they're doing that. They're admiring each other. Not because they're resurrected, but because they, God transformed them. It's like a near resurrection. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I realized that the reason God's going to do this is because, um, <clears throat> because of devolution. These people today, everything is about external. It, it, anything going on in the mind, nobody even cares anymore. You know, nobody, nobody even cares about the mind. Do yeah. they talk about approving the mind on television ever? Don't even talk about that when you get an education. <clears throat> Develop your mind. Kind of like, you know, your heart muscle or, or anything. Like an organ in your body. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, and he, God even gave me a uh, prophecy way back in 1986. Uh, the, even then, they would not be impressed. I didn't know what he was talking about. I realized later it had to be a transformation. He said they will not be impressed. You know why? Because eventually we found out that the people are going to believe that they're aliens. <laughs> because that's compatible with the belief system. Yeah. Now, what this has to do with is a reversal of the fall. And uh, I didn't think it was going to happen to very many people, but eventually it got bigger and bigger. But I, I, I have no idea how many people this is going to happen to. It's, it can't be very, very many. But initially it was, it was like under 50, then it got to be 100, and then I, I don't even know how, how many it is. I have, I have no idea. It's got to be under 1,000, I would think so. <clears throat> God can do that if he wants to, you know. Oh, extend. Uh... It talks about this when it refers to a Christ in Hebrews 7, but it's difficult to tell if it's not a resurrection. And Christians completely ignore this passage, so they're not the ones to be talking about it. Uh, I've read that about on on this show. I think I'm home now. Mm-hmm. I think I want to get that verse out and read it, because it's, it's completely ignored. What we're talking about is this, um, I used to call him the earthly Messiah, and I haven't said that in a long time. The earthly Messiah, <clears throat> in contrast to it the heavenly messiah of the Christians? Right. Because it's not a God-man, it's just a man. A man, right. Okay? Now, he used to be... This is going to sound funny, I'm saying this deliberately, literally inside of God. He emerged. So an emanation, the, basically. Yeah, the Bible teaches that, too. Yeah. There's a verse in John about him being in the bosom of the Father or something like that. I forget exactly what it says. Uh-oh, I don't have any glasses. Oh. And this light here is not even bright enough to read books. Oh, here they are. Well, isn't Proverbs 8, isn't that talking about an emanation, Lady Wisdom? Absolutely. Uh, it actually uses uh, emanation language there more, as far as I know, more than any other section of scripture. Yeah, there does. used to be a really good scholarly like an article on emanation language in Proverbs 8, and it apparently has vanished from the Internet. Not, not really? Things disappear. Yeah, I can't. I've made several attempts. I think I probably saved it, but it's on an old computer that crashed or something and it's gone. 
It's too bad because you don't see anything written about emanation. It's so bad that people don't even try to refute it, see? That's why you know it's bad. Persons just ignore the subject. You don't see them going around refuting emanation. They no. just say, oh, that's New Age. Or, or say, that's not a biblical teaching. <clears throat> you have anything to say? No, I don't know anything. Yeah. They, here's the thing. They haven't even thought about how much time have they spent thinking about the subject of emanation over the course of their life. Zero. It'll tell you right there. They, but they still well, think they're right. If they, they, right. if they believe in the Trinity, though, they do believe in a form that, you know, there's God's essence, and he's kind of in these three persons, so that's kind of, I guess you could say that might be a form of emanation in a certain, in a certain way. But that's about okay. it. But they don't really acknowledge it as emanation, really. The word like, means to fl- flow down from. Yeah. Okay, so obviously it's talking about uh, Jesus and comparing him with Melchizedek over and over again. Yeah. So that's the subject matter is Christ. Okay, oh, so then Hebrews uh, it, 7, right? In, yeah, Hebrews seven fifteen it says, now it's going to talk about somebody else. But, but guess who? It's still the same guy. Um, yeah. It's a different historical period. Now, notice that it is talking about someone else. David used to do the same thing. It's like he's talking about somebody else, but he's actually talking about himself in the future. Whether he knew that or not, he can't always be certain. I, I believe that he knew that he was going to come back. Okay, so it says, and what we have said is even more clear. If another priest, like Melchizedek, appears, but he hasn't appeared yet, right? So it's talking about the future. Huh. This is the this priest who's found in the book of Ezekiel. Yeah. Who's also a royal he's a king, he's a prince. Talks about this Ezekiel thirty four, Ezekiel thirty seven. He's a king priest, and he's actually a high priest. Messiah is a high priest in a restored temple. That temple is literal. I got this, these glasses from the Dollar Tree, and one of the uh, lenses fell out on the floor. That's what you get oh, from the wow. Dollar Tree. Yeah, so I got one eye working here. Okay. What we have said is even more clear if another – notice it says more clear. Who is this guy? And nobody talks about him. Now, on the surface of things, he's being distinguished from the Messiah. You see? Yeah. So I used to have this doctrine of an – well, what I used to believe is that Christ would uh, rule on the earth and there was this figure under him. That would be David. Okay. So that, that's why I came up with the, uh, I had the heavenly Messiah. Well, well, there was a time where I believed what curses believed. I was actually a Trinitarian. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> in 2001, God showed me that uh, he used to be Adam and that changed everything. I actually probably was a heretic for a while. Arian, because I, I didn't know what to do with all that. Yeah. And eventually, uh, I cleaned up my theology. It took me a lot of time. God was patient with me. He was not going to get damn me because he knows I'm trying to learn here, you know. But um, I'm not sure if I was radical or not. I asked the question. I said, is it, I wasn't certain because um, the Bible does not condemn Arianism. Specifically, yeah, 
So I asked, and I said, was that considered to be a heresy? And we were told yes. And I probably was leaning the direction that it wasn't. But there you go right there. It's not even the Bible. It doesn't condemn that. See, that has to do with, you know, you have to believe that, if you don't believe that Jesus is God, you're a heretic. That's a Christian's belief. Well, give me a verse. These are the people that are text-driven. So they think it's in the Bible. Yeah. It's not in the Bible. Well, can't the term son of God, can't that be just referred to a Messiah as well? Well, they don't understand that there's more than one son of God. Yeah, exactly. Now, you can prove that because everybody believes that there's a son of God in heaven, right? Yeah. But then you go to um, Psalm chapter 2. It's clearly talking about the birth of Christ. It says, today you become my son. Become. Become, That means something new happened. Okay? Yeah. They don't have the answer for that verse either. They ignore that one because it's um it conflicts with their belief system. What they need to acknowledge is that they've got this problem here where the Son of God is becoming the Son <laughs> in some new way. Yeah. Well, wasn't, wasn't saying God like reconfirmed that when he was baptized by John? He said, this is my Son and who am I? Yeah. Well, it does have to do with adoption. Adoptionism. Yeah. Um, there's some truth in adoptionism. That's a form of Christology. Let me, let me yeah. keep reading this. Um, and what we've said is even more clear. Even more clear. That sounds like a pretty important subject. If another priest, like Michaelisidic, appears, now, this is the part that I wanted to read. It has to do with transformation, but I can't prove it. One who has, become, who, who has become a priest, not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestry, I'll explain that, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. You can't kill him. You can shoot bullets at him. By the way, the angels actually told us that he doesn't have an indestructible body. In the body can't be destroyed. Yeah, that it, God will not allow it to happen. He, he actually said, if like, somebody shot bullets at them, the angels would just shut it down. You're not going to be able to stop this guy. And the Illuminati, they actually, you think that they're going to go out there and do a bunch of stunts. They don't want people to know this. So I don't think they're going to try to do this because they don't want people to see it. They're just going to bide their time. What he's basically going to do is just gather his flock and leave. Yeah. That's basically it. He's not here to change the world. He's here to build a new society, and it's not the society. The society, God's abandoning this society. It's going to be destroyed. And the reason that all these crazy things are happening to these people right now, like nanotech and their bodies and everything else under the sun, it's just um, one of the latter stages of destruction, like a tree dying. Yeah. I talked on the show, it takes time for God to grow a tree. Well, it takes time for him to kill it, too. It's a slow death. The Beast Boys wrote a song about that. Beautiful, beautiful song. A Day in the Life of a Tree on the Surf's Up album in 1971. And it's actually, the tree is speaking. It's a very sad song, very beautiful, because it's talking about the tree dying from environmental toxins. The tree talks about what it used to be like a long time ago, yeah. you know? But now the tree is sad, 
and it's dying slowly because of poison. Right. So that was they call that their environmental album. Okay, so um, um, what it's talking about there is the way. How did you become a priest? You were born a priest. Ancestry. See, that's why it said ancestry. It was something you inherited. We don't have that kind of thing anymore. See that? We ignore bloodlines and all that. Bloodlines are not important. Back then, it was critical. Right. And that's, that, that's what they were, if I remember right, that's the genealogies they were trying to figure out in Ezra and Nehemiah's day to figure out who the priests were so they could reestablish them. I think so. Yeah. But see, he's not going to become a priest based on his ancestry. He's not descended from Levi. This is, everything's totally different this time around. God's going to transform him and reverse the curse. It's, you know who we're talking about? Adam. It's Adam. Adam's going to get something similar to his old body. Adam had to die on the cross, <clears throat> make atonement for his own sins. Christians are going to go freak out about that as much as they want. They use the word atonement way too much because there's not even... The word atonement is nowhere found in the apostolic scriptures. They don't even know yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that they get they get they get <clears throat> they go overboard with all the atonement talk. Yeah. The Bible does not have a clear doctrine of atonement. No. In reference to Christ. If it did, we wouldn't have all this confusion. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that the uh, I can't even think right now. I'm a little bit tired. Um what is I can't even think of it. What what's the Calvinist view on the uh, atonement? Uh, substitutionary atonement. Yeah, you, um, I've never talked about that on the show. But that is a really important subject that you should look into if you get interested enough. Yeah. It's evil. It is absolutely evil. It teaches you that the father rejected the son on the cross. Yeah, it's never it's, made sense to me. If you it look never... at it through the right lens, you'll say this is pure Satanism. This is right from Satan. Yeah. It, it changes your attitude. Uh, about the fathers permanently. That's, that's because it, basically it means that God had to utterly reject hate his son, like all of a sudden yeah. he just, yeah. Uh-huh. That's garbage. I, it doesn't make any sense. Like supposedly this is my son whom I'm well pleased and later on he, he just totally changes his mind. Says, well, the idea know. is that he's bearing uh, the sins of the world and God rejects him because, um, because of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, isn't, don't they believe, uh, base that in the belief that God can't look at sin, so he has to reject them or something? That's complete garbage. This is like childlike yeah. talk. Okay. These are the same uh, children who say that um, <clears throat> Christians can't have a demon, and the Holy Spirit oh, yeah. uh, does not dwell in unbelievers. And then you ask them, See, their thoughts are undeveloped, and everybody's thoughts are undeveloped. Everybody's thoughts are undeveloped. So look for these undeveloped thoughts. Jay Dyer has them. Greg Shelton has them. I know where they're at. They don't know where they're at. And I have them too, and I can't see them because no man can see his own errors. Okay? Yeah. So you ask them, <clears throat> I've come up with this before, um, <clears throat> do you believe that God is uh, omnipresent? Now, they've heard that word. So if you're, you know, 
this is the way I illustrate this. If you had a crowd of a thousand people, raise your hand if you believe that God is omnipresent. You know, everybody's Christian. You think anybody would not raise their hand? Hmm. They know they're supposed to believe in that. They've heard that before. They're going to raise their hand and they're going to say yes. I said, well, you're not thinking very much. Because you stated earlier that the uh, Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in the unbeliever. There's no yeah. place for the Holy Spirit to go. It doesn't move. Christians believe yeah. that the Holy Spirit came down from heaven from point A to point B. They actually believe this because Jesus said it's right in the Bible. <laughs> they don't understand the ancient language. You know, uses hyperbola. They want accuracy. They get confused when the Bible exaggerates. This is the way people used to speak yeah. in literature. We don't like that because it doesn't uh, go along with the scientific method. We want precision and accuracy, and uh, you know, don't don't comp- confiscate. I can't even pronounce that word right now. <clears throat> don't uh, muddle the waters there. <clears throat> Just speak clearly. I I do think. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I, mean, I can talk about my belief, but I don't. Believe that God is omnipresent. I do think He's omnipresent in the sense through His Spirit. I do think His Spirit is. Uh, I do think in that sense, but His actual being. Um, uh, well, you're one of the problems when you start to think of, um, like when you're a little kid, you think about space, and then your mind yeah. would shut down. It's like that does not compute because you don't have the capacity from God to actually under- comprehend this. You, you can't go anywhere. But where does space end? And then you, you get your mind blown when you think. And what's on the other side? Well, I got the answer for that. God. Everything is contained within God, and actually says this in Acts 17. It says, for we live and move Never be. Uh, in his being or something like that. <clears throat> That's the first time I wasn't able to quote that one. Wow, man. It's called aging. <laughs> aging. But yeah. also, uh, you need to read the Bible more, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fresh up, fresh, up fresh and this biblical, you know, <laughs> someone from the outside would be like... We, we dwell within so. God. We, that's what it's teaching there. I mean, that's my interpretation, so... But yeah, I mean, what else would be there? You're talking about created space. You know, people say created. it was nothing. 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 Well, whatever. You know. <clears throat> but the answer is God. So. <clears throat> I mean, that's my opinion, right, based on Scripture. Yeah. Not everybody has to agree, but... It's kind of funny how, you know, you, you think about that when you're a kid. Yeah. Right? I'm sure almost everybody does. But you don't think about these things when you get older. Now, you and I may, but other people don't. No. You know how they lose the creativity? Yeah. You know, I used to think about that when I was a kid. But, you know, I thought about that in a long time. Yeah. Back when you were pondering reality. What happens? <clears throat> people stop pondering reality. They just stay in the entertainment mode. Most people are mildly miserable, but they won't admit that to you or even to themselves most of the time. Because everything is about being successful. Don't you want to be a winner? You've got to compete <laughs> yeah. with everybody. So, oh, yeah. That's why on Facebook, everyone presents themselves. Not always. Sometimes people complain, my life is crap. You know, get on there and bitch about their miserable life. But most of the time... Yeah. People are putting their best foot forward, and they're trying. It's like they're selling themselves. That's, that's how this 
culture has gone mad with consumerism. You even sell yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see with these girls on Instagram. Look at oh, me. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's crazy. Uh, the, the, their uh, obsession over their own uh, looks. Is, it's like every, you know, I'm on, well, I don't use social media that much. I just have it to connect with certain people from the past. But I never post anything. I, I'm not. I used to in the past. I, I went away from that because I was just like, this is just kind of futile. And uh, yeah, look at me. Not just futile, but yeah, I, I gave up. Yeah, I realized I wasn't accomplishing anything. <clears throat> Isn't it amazing? I don't know if you've thought about this. This is a huge show that I have. Okay. And yeah. The angels have told us it's highly influential. I, I actually was kind of clueless about them because I don't know what's going on in the background. I'd actually have to have revelation. They said there's a lot of discussion about the ideas that you throw around, which is interesting because they don't, you don't see any evidence for on the Internet. All the other people, <clears throat> the Illuminati are all over this show. We were actually told <clears throat> they, they got the Illuminati uh, bratty kids, and uh, a lot of them will get on the Internet, and uh, they act as trolls and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Their dad is important. Uh, and they haven't really stepped into their life role yet. And they give them something to do. Um, but these kids have heard things. Now, they know that they're, <laughs> believe it or not, they know that there's this new David coming. Yeah. They actually know that he's born of a woman. He's not going to come in the sky. Christians don't know that because God hasn't told them yet. And they, I'm not sure if they know about the Queen of Israel. I mean, some of them would, but uh, that's pretty secretive. I'm the only person in the world that talks about that. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy called Spirit Cleaner. He talked about it but he, uh, on his podcast, but he, he got that from me. So. And there's a, there's a lot of things like that. So there's actually, it's actually more, there's tons of people right now that know of this, these things, but it's They know not, about it. The Satanist yeah. kids, the brat, Satanist brat kids. And uh, they don't know much about it. You can prove this, by the way. You can go to Godlike Productions, and almost every single day they're talking about this mysterious... I haven't really talked about it on the show sometime. I actually have some notes to do it, but I don't know if I'll ever get around. I'm sure I will sometime. Uh, but they talk about this mysterious male and female. And then you'll have these guys go... They, call, they have all these different names. The latest name is like the Anomaly. Hmm. Okay. And uh, they call the queen, they call her the, uh, the woman of scars. They don't talk about her as much as they used to, at least with that terminology. But then you'll have these people go, who is this anomaly that you guys are talking about? They don't, they don't have a clue. You know? They'll even yeah. look in the search engine. And it still doesn't explain who the anomaly is because nobody ever explains it. And I'm going to tell you right now <clears throat> that um, the reason they're doing that is because they know things. They don't know very much. And they like to get on there. I don't know if they're told to do this. I think most of the time they're probably told to do it, actually ordered. But I don't think they, it, it's always that way. So they get on there and talk about the Christian Messiah that the Christians don't believe in. And they say that he's here, you know, and he's going to defeat the Illuminati and all this kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. And it's very fascinating. After, this has been going on for years. After a while, see, the Christians, they don't believe in this Messiah. I, I no. call him the imperfect Messiah. David Koresh called him the sinful Messiah. Because so he was programmed, and that, that's a fact, he's on mind control, 
he was actually visiting a psychologist one time, and it was something that was seen, noted. The CIA psychiatrist, but they programmed him. That's why he predicted the date. It was in the Branch Davidian uh, Bibles in the margin, the end of the world. He predicted that years ago. Well, that was the very day that they attacked. Why did they do that? Because they know they get a program response from him, but in, in reality, they gave him that date. He didn't come up with it. Yeah. Huh. Um, and that was years in advance in their Bibles. So the, um, but the, see, the Bible teaches that he is going to sin. Yeah, he's not going to. And Christians will say, "Well, that's that's blasphemy." Right there. See, that's why well, they Dave, you're a false prophet. No. Well, the they Bible. understand that there was many messiahs. There was many messiahs. Like even uh, what was his name? Oh, that's uh, right. I'm talking about that. Cyrus was the prince. Yeah. He was the messiah. Right. Well, actually, refers in the Septuagint it refers to David as Christ, and also <laughs> it's just a word. Yeah. Right. And the other, all the other Davidic kings are called Christ too. But it doesn't right. have a definite article. No. But anyway, I mean, uh, anybody list, if they're listening to this, uh, I, I got to say something. You know, uh, there's more than one passage that teaches this. But uh, and you'll notice that um, <clears throat> they want to pounce on me, don't they? Call me a heretic. So let's see what they've been up to. And what have they been up to? Absolutely nothing as usual. What am I talking about? Um, man, I can't even remember the passage anymore. It's in uh, Isaiah, excuse me, Ezekiel 45. I better look it up. I better read it. Yeah, see, uh, I'm at the age where I'm actually losing information. Yeah. Because of my age. But you sound, you don't sound your age, I'll just say that. <laughs> well, that, that's uh, actually a gift from God. But the, and the, 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 I'm 62 and the, um, 62 and a half, and the oldest age that anyone has ever guessed without actually knowing was 38. <laughs> they know I'm not in my 20s, so they, all, they always, everybody has said 30s. They always thought it was the 30s. <clears throat> Now, they don't know me that well. If you know me well, you go, holy, he couldn't have learned that much in that period of time, so he must be older. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, uh, what, oh, you're looking up the passage now? It talks about him making sacrifices for his own sins. Oh. So they, he's the high priest. And uh, they simply ignore the passage. It's not compatible. Now, this is interesting because they actually believe that this prince is Christ. And he's referred to as David over and over again. He's introduced as David in Ezekiel 34 and also Ezekiel 37 talks about him quite a bit. Well, that's a sufficient in- introduction. So later on, it just calls him the prince. Huh. But um, they acknowledge that it's Christ. They say, well, the reason that he's called David is because um, he's a type. David was a type of Christ. That's the only thing they have to say. Yeah. They have nothing else to say. That's an improvable no. theory, by the way. I don't even know what this is that. <clears throat> but that's what it says says that he makes sacrifices for his own sins. I believe I know what you're talking about, yeah. A passage. 
It's not okay. going to be a gun, man. Yeah, it's uh, 4522. It says, on that day, the prince is to provide a bull as a sin offering for himself and for all the people of the land. Why would he have to do that if he's not sinning? Have they solved the problem? No, they just ignore it. See, Christianity is very cultic. It, it actually, it, it sounds strange coming out and calling it a cult. You see, the reason I can get away with that, at least um, theoret- theoretically or whatever the heck, is because I, everything is a cult. This entire society, everything, there is nothing in this society that not, doesn't have a cultic structure. Right. I, I'm the, the number one person in the world that talks about, you know, the cult of society. <clears throat> I was saying that years ago, and I can prove infallibly that it is a cult. You can't, you can't refute it. There's no way to do it. You would think people would pick up on that. I heard Clyde Lewis say something along those lines, and so did Chuck. Chuck was speculating if he had one of these underlings that was listening to the show. The reason is when Clyde said that, he said it right after I released a podcast that said Cult of Society in the title. And a few days later, he said that. I've never heard anybody else say that except for him. So... I'd have to ask him personally. He probably wouldn't even remember. You know. He might use uh, terminology in the background he doesn't usually use on the show that much. Yeah. I can give you another one. I've read it on the show. These are not the only ones, by the way. Right. I think it's First Samuel 7. <clears throat> Everybody thinks he's talking about Solomon because they, uh, that's the only thing they can do. It doesn't, it doesn't fit with Solomon. Wasn't there, isn't there a passage, I don't know if it's in the Psalms or the Prophets, where it says he will, be, he will stop by a book of water to take a drink or something? Yes. Yeah. They don't talk about that one either. <laughs> Why would he need to do that? He's getting tired. He's fatigued. See, he's not perfect. At that time, I'm assuming he's not resurrected yet. He's, um, even if you have a transformed body, you'll still get tired. This is in 2 Samuel 7. And uh, Nathan is, God is speaking to Nathan, to David. Now, this is an example where he's talking about himself. Or it's talking about David in the future. I'm sure David understood this eventually. Um, in other words, when he was talking about himself in the future, I don't think he was always ignorant. It, that's actually me. I'm going to die and come back. Yeah. You know? um, he is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Right there, you got all these Christians that say, that's, that temple in Ezekiel, that's not literal. That's the church. Right? So you have, to, you have to butcher that passage right there. Well, that's not going to be literal either. So, oh, it's not a real house or building. It's kind of a temple. And be, be, be. It actually says the branch builds the temple in the book of Zechariah. The branch has not shown up yet. All the passages that have to do with branch, I guess you could say theology, they don't have to do with the first century. They're unfulfilled. 
Um, okay, so I will be his father and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with the rod of men, with floggings inflicted by men. But my love will never be taken away from him. They believe this is referring to Solomon. It's not referring to Solomon. This is the Messiah. Hmm. Not only that, it's a promise to David. Yeah. In fact, this is the most important promise to David in the Bible. It has to do with the Davidic covenant. And the Davidic covenant has to do with the promises that God gave David. Yeah. And uh, they haven't been fulfilled yet. Now, replacement theology teaches that the, everything was fulfilled through Christ in the first century. And, and how do they pull that one out of the hat? They spiritualize everything whenever, whenever they need to. Every single time that it's necessary, we'll just spiritualize the passage. But it doesn't work. They do the exact same thing as Jehovah's Witnesses. Because you see Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe that they're the spiritual Israel too. So they have to butcher all these passages that have nothing to do. It's kind of funny because Christians are futurists and Jehovah's Witnesses are futurists, okay? But these passages, they don't put them in the future. They spiritualize them and put them in the distant past. All fulfilled to Christ. That sounds real spiritual there. Ooh, ah. Yeah. That's Christ was so incredible. He fulfilled it all in some mysterious way that, that no one can understand. <laughs> yeah, right. No one, no one can explain it, no one can understand it. Oh, you know, it just came from the devil. The Roman Catholic propaganda is what it is. We haven't figured it out yet. There was lots of propaganda that the uh, Protestant reformers didn't figure it out. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't pull That's it why away. You notice how... Um, different the eastern churches and the western church well the western church is the protestant church and the roman church they have yeah, a lot right. of commonality and they do christians always think oh the roman catholics you know us versus them well you could make a case about that that's true i mean they're, actually they're a lot different but they also have a lot of things in common and then we go over not all these subjects but a remarkable number of them the the orthodox east eastern i hate to say orthodox because they're not orthodox yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're heretics all Christians yeah. are heretics, okay? And uh, a heretic is somebody that goes to hell. Because uh, a heresy, is a, it's a moral fault, it's a damnable sin. Now, I, I can prove they're heretics. Okay? But the good news is, we don't have the same standard for heresy. If we did, they'd all be going to hell. Yeah. You know I mean? Fortunately, uh, I don't know what the standards are, because they're not in the Bible. No. See, the Bible doesn't have a religion for the present day. If no, it did, then it would address the, the fact that we have all this lost oral tradition, which was authoritative. The Bible says nothing about it. But we need information. Okay? So that it is. is... Now, that, just a second. That is how you can prove that we are not under the same standard of heresy back then and the angel actually told chuck this by the way that i was asking questions about heresy he said if you denied an apostolic command that was a heresy back then we don't even think that because we're all text driven right but what happened they would just kick you out you couldn't disagree with you could disagree with the apostle but not on the essential because they see they had to establish the essentials yeah so they had to deal with people that way so, you know, they're going to establish the doctrine, not you. If you disagree, 
you're out of here. That's what they did. They did kick you out of excommunication. They had the power to bring the people into the kingdom of God. They had the keys to the kingdom. It talks about Matthew 16 and Matthew 18. The power to loosen the bind. And they had the, yeah, a lot of Christians don't know what that is. The Pentecostals are completely clueless. They got their own little 20th century doctrine about that. It has nothing to do with what they believe. It. Not, absolutely nothing. They've written whole books about this. We have the power. We all have this. No, he's talking about the apostles. That's to do with audience relevance. It was talking about uh, evangelization and excommunication. <clears throat> this was talking about. And only the apostles have that, at least at that time. <clears throat> they have the authority from God. If apostle rejected you, you're doomed. God would follow it up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because they're not going to make a stupid mistake and kick somebody out that you know, screw up. He wasn't really a heretic. I think it is obvious if you're a heretic, you see. Yeah. But um, we can't establish orthodoxy. No. I'm going to say something else that no one's even heard unless I've said it on the show. Uh, but there is no orthodoxy. What is orthodoxy? It means right belief. We can't even establish orthodoxy because we don't have enough information. That sounds crazy. What did I just? What we've been talking about? Where did all this information go? Back then, this information was um, essential. That was orthodoxy. We're talking about the oral traditions, apostolic uh, commands and all that, apostolic traditions. It's basically all gone. Basically all gone. Yeah, that's why I I never understood because some people, when they they, um, talk about the New Testament, they're like, well, it's so uh, basically – there's this orthodoxy, and if you, you don't believe in this and this, then you're a heretic. And it's like, well, at that time, I think, well, we don't even know, like you said, we don't even have a means to determine that anymore. Um, but I think even if we did, I, well, for them, it was way more serious because they had the authority figures there giving, you know. Absolutely. With they, had miracles, clarity. So they had a higher standard of... Uh, they had greater consequences because they actually had uh, revelation and they had uh, miracles to prove, you know, or to validate their uh, authority. So, mm-hmm. But we don't have that anymore, so. No, we and actually can't establish orthodoxy because we don't have enough information. It sounds, it sounds bizarre. That's the absolute truth. The Christians have never even thought about this before. That's why I say their minds are stunted. There's all kinds of things that they've never even heard. They're going to hear them. They will reject most of it. Um, they will reject the Messiah because they're not going to be able to process him. So they'll probably think he's liberal. That's what I think. A sinner. Now, once they hear about this imperfect Messiah doctrine, they're going to be all over this guy trying to prove that he's sinned. You know what I mean? That way they can prove that he's a false messiah because their messiah doesn't sin. So you're thinking, you know, all these Christians are just going to believe this new doctrine? No, they're not. No. No, the pastors are not going to budge. Some of them. They're going to follow the pastors, and they'll be left behind. You're not talking, well, we are talking about a rapture because it's a horizontal rapture. See, Drake? Oh, yeah. He thinks he's going to leave the new America. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that. Him. Yeah. He. By himself, okay? Um, 
He doesn't know anything about the EU exodus that I know of. Well, he doesn't know about, about the Illuminati either. Just, how it's his, going to require his conspiracy the theories are sophomore. He doesn't yeah. uh, do conspiracies. He doesn't know that much about conspiracies. Well, he doesn't that's know the nature of the elite. That's what I call a soft conspiracist, or if I don't want to use like a funny, use a you know, less derogatory term, I'll just say moderate. Moderate, yeah. Moderate conspiracy well, theorists. He, he doesn't understand, like, the, the people at our overlords can literally do anything. They can silence any opposition at any Absolutely. time. They can activate the uh, nanobots. They can take you up Here's in a the, UFO. Yeah. They can do anything. Yeah. Here's the way it is in a nutshell. They can do anything, anything. Okay? Uh, unless God prevents them. They don't really have any limitations. People don't realize who they're dealing with. You're dealing with uh, these transhuman supermen. They're not even really human anymore. They actually used to be human. They're partially human. No. But, you see, everybody's that way. We're not fully human either. But we're in a devolved sense. I believe this is God's opinion. Now, well, our DNA has been too radically altered in the original blueprint. We're all we're just a complete mess. Yeah. It, it can't go on much longer. Um, on a recent show, I talked about, yeah, I think I did, <clears throat> that our, our skeleton is being radically altered now. You can see it. <clears throat> well, on the last show, we talked about this. Um, the white people are shrinking. Yep. You know, like muscularity, skeleton. Uh, yes. The Indians. And uh, they're getting bigger and stronger. They used to be smaller. This is why we we talk about the soy boys, right? Oh, yeah. Not all all men are like this. But a lot of them, a increasing number of them may have feminine features. For instance, I was sitting on a bus, and I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, but, I mean, I spent quite a bit of time looking at this person, trying to figure out if they were a guy or a girl. I was never able to tell. If they were, and I just remembered that I, I forgot to look at them when I got up, so I never was able to figure it out. It shouldn't be that way, though. <laughs> no. It's crazy. You should be able to tell. Well, I think it plays in. I, I think that plays into why uh, men and women are not attracted to each other anymore. Absolutely. We're all messed up. Yeah. When everything has to do with magnetism, actually electromagnetism. Yeah. And uh, see, everything is decreasing. Everything that's good, this is kind of scary. This is why it's depressing. Everything that's good is deteriorating. Okay? So the magnetic attraction that was there is dwindling. Women are turning to lesbianism. This is like a big secret. They're actually going bisexual. Right. They have oh, yeah. sex with women most of the time. This is why they wait around for these, these guys that they dream about. They hold out oh, yeah. for them. They can super, show uh, up. Yeah. They're losing interest in men. They call men ugly. You got the 80-20 principle. I know there's a lot yeah. of truth in this. They talk about this a lot. But they say that women, now when they talk about these women, they're really talking about, you know, five or six and up, you know, because they're not really talking about all of them. You've got people out there that are unattractive. The, the rules are different for them. They're not as picky, right? Uh, but, but, you know, the picky ones, um, <clears throat> The ones that are fives, they think they're beautiful. So do the sixes, whatever the heck. And uh, they hold out. They got these high standards, and they're not they're that interested in these guys. No. If they see, they're called the Chad, you know, the hot, the hot ones. Oh yeah. 
they will approach Chad. But, uh, and they don't want men approaching them. It, it, it makes women didn't used to get that upset. And now it's almost like a crime, huh? Oh, yeah. People are talking about this. The Me Too movement has really screwed things up, like in the workplace. And I even said on my show, do not date in the workplace. Don't do that. That's stupid. Yeah, no. Um, I would not do you that can lose either. your job. All it takes is for a person to turn against you, have an accusation, and you're done. If, if yep. employers follow up on you, now you don't have a job. That's, that's what happened at my work. One of the managers, supposedly, before I got there, he got fired because he was having relations with uh, someone else's wife who was working in the same store. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That's obviously just insane why you would ever do that. But I mean, you can do it if you want, but you, t- you just got to understand it's risky behavior. Oh, yeah. It's not like you can't do it. I mean, because I, I, I could come out and, 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 and actually say that there's, there, I guarantee you there's people out there. God brought two people together, and what did they meet? At the workplace, and it was all God. So you see, it's yeah. not, it's a general rule of thumb. You don't want to do that, though. <clears throat> it's just you risking this, this day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've noticed that with, um, with specifically white, like, you know, my friend Walid that called you uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, I believe, yeah, he uh, he told me that he in his school and he knows he just feels all really bad for these white guys because they're all he, he knows that they're just getting weaker and they're degenerating. They have like acne on their face. He's you know, actually noticing this, huh? Yeah, and he says they're getting yeah, that's because they're talking. They're getting yeah, they're getting weaker and they're getting uh, they're yeah smaller, weaker, and he's like, yep. he knows everyone from the from his place that he grew up in. You know, back over in the uh, Near East, um, they don't, they don't, uh, they're actually more formidable than even the white guys. It's like they're. They have know, the wor- worst diet in the history of the world. Not just the world, but the history of the world. Worst diet. Yeah. So eventually, it's going to start causing problems. Well, it is. The skeleton's being altered. People always focus on, you know, the outer appearance. No, the ske- look at the skeleton. Right. The frames are much smaller. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm actually I'm about five, uh, about five nine. <laughs> I'm twenty. You know, it's not that. But we're talking tall. about men. Yeah. Because with, men with, be this doesn't happen with all women, but with um, a significant number of women, you'll see this with black women. They have these thick bone structures. That's how they're able to pile on all the weight. Yeah. You know, Chuck will tell you. We talked about it in the background. Back in the 70s and 80s, where were all these black women with these huge rear ends? They didn't exist. Yeah. And we, the reason we brought that up is because what something caused that. Yeah, it was um, high fructose corn syrup, sugar substitutes, and uh, these uh, petroleum-like oils that they're putting in the food. Right. Hydrolyzed oils. They'll clog right. your arteries up. It's only one molecule different than petroleum. Petroleum, Yeah. And yeah, uh, in, yeah. in New York, it's illegal to use those in restaurants. Now we huh. tell people that because that's kind of a wake-up call. Like, wow, maybe I should stop using that. But the See, when is, the government speaks, everybody listens. If the government oh, yeah. doesn't speak, oh, it's, don't worry about it, it's okay. Well, see, the government does speak. They just don't make it. They don't make it public, so that when they do figure out, people start figuring out in mass that this is destructive. The government come out and say, "Hey, we told you so," right? That's right. A lot of times the government will like say something like one time. For instance, 
they made an official statement that um, we have like a crisis now of too many people dumping uh, prescription drugs down the toilet. Yeah. And they actually said, uh, don't do this. And I haven't heard anything since. <laughs> yeah, when you drink water, you're drinking, uh, there's drugs in it. Oh, yeah. And every time they make food, they always use water. Oh, there you go. It's in the food, too. A lot of people, they don't talk about the fluoride in the food. It's not just in the water. It's in the food. Yeah. <clears throat> it's also like, in the shower. Yep. When you're, you know. It's inescapable. Yeah, it's in, inescapable, yeah. It's, um, it's the inescapable reality that we live in. <laughs> it's calcifying people's pineal gland. It's calcifying their brain. Yep. Well, I've, I've noticed the... I noticed that, yeah, my brain, like, just, even at 20, um, I'm, like, I think, well, young bodies are actually way more formidable to this stuff. It's obviously when you get older, well, not formidable, um, well, they, they can tolerate more because, you know, they're still developing, but it does damage them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, older bodies are more formidable, I think, in some ways, because when you're in that developmental, uh, developmental stage, you, you don't... Uh, you see, your, your body's still producing, you know, hormones and certain uh, substances, you know, to grow for growth, right? So mm-hmm. if it's still developing and you do it then, it's even far worse, right? If you, uh, yeah, if you if you're exposed to these toxins and these different factors in the environment. Have you ever heard anybody come out and say that um, everybody is damaged by vaccines? Uh. I've heard some people say it. Yeah, I, I have really? heard people say that. I've never heard anybody say that. A very... Oh, it's just, it's just a, so you think people are thinking either or. So you've either been damaged or you haven't been damaged. It's not, not impossible to prove that nobody's been damaged. I mean, some people have not, you know, excuse me. Right. How do you know they haven't been damaged? You live in the cause and effect reality. You're going to inject... Mercury, mercury. The last I heard is the second most poisonous substance. That's like yeah. official type stuff, you know. I don't know. Well, that's what you. Now, most vaccines don't have mercury in them anymore, but some of them still do. So, but how is that not going to damage the body? It's just a matter of how bad is it going to be. It's going to do oh, something. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to harm you. And we just, oh well, they, they say it's okay, it's safe, it's safe in small amounts. They always say the same thing: safe in small amounts. No, it's not. A little poison is okay. That's what the government says. A little poison is okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, the problem is a little poison is everywhere all day long. <laughs> yeah. Everything people eat is poison. I don't care if it's organic food. Yeah. You'd have to grow it yourself hydroponically oh, yeah. and then have purified water. Otherwise, that's what the uh, human ought to do, by the way. Alex Jones he actually came out and said, I mentioned this on the show, that uh, Illuminati, they have these um, these chefs that follow them around. Yeah. And everything's organic and it's all hydroponic and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like he's got the inside track on him. Well, actually he does. Because he's Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All these guys, it's just pure propaganda. That they, but they always uh, give you a dumbed-down version of the Illuminati. Like all yeah. these guys that, oh, I, I'm former Illuminati. And then you listen to them talk. I said, well, if you re- actually, they are, they are Illuminati. 
Yeah. But they give yeah, you, you a dumbed-down version there. They don't really give you anything. There's no such thing as an ex-Illuminati. Uh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah. Well, theoretically, I mean, God could pull somebody out of there. You can't That's leave true. God, you know. But other than that, no. You can't get out of the, the coven, man. And they yeah, know that. They don't even try. So this is a big subject. I've just touched on it briefly. The angels told us this. But uh, things are going to change. Because when the Messiah shows up, uh, the Illuminati is going to back off. Now, it's a big subject, okay? They're going to back yeah. off with him. They're not going to challenge him, uh, you know, consistently. They're, they're going to probe him a little bit. They're going to be curious. because This has never happened before. What's going to happen with him? Mm-hmm. This is totally historically unique. So they'll be curious. And uh, they'll probe here, probe there, but they're not, going to, they're not going to try to defeat him. I don't believe that at all. I could be wrong. But he'll make them appear foolish. Now, again, when we say Illuminati, they always hide. So the only thing the public ever sees is the scapegoats that they roll up. You hear me talking about how Trump's a scapegoat? Yeah. <clears throat> This ridiculous statement that he made recently, which is flat dead wrong, he won't even admit it. I think he did that deliberately. He does do stupid things sometimes, but I think he just probably told it because it's just causing a tremendous amount of chaos. Well, just yeah, the Senate ruled against him last night, yesterday, because of the statement. He said that um, he mentioned four of these congresswomen. I think that's what they are. Mm-hmm. They should go back to where they came from if they don't like America. Well, only one of them is an immigrant. And she's been <laughs> around here a long time. So he's wrong about the other three. Wow. Because they were born in America. Right. I don't think he's that stupid. But he's no. still defending the statement, see? I think they told him to do that to create division. That's well, why like all these guys, like Bush, you know, there's no way, like all these guys behind the scenes are very intelligent people. You've got to stop to think about it. Do you think that they want to use Trump to stir up trouble and division? Well, of course. Well, then look around yeah. for it. If that's what you believe, then look around because it's happening. Right? Yeah. 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 Who do they want to use to stir up trouble? Who the heck has caused more division in the history of America, you know, politically, than Donald Trump? Is there anybody? I never thought about this no. before. Is there anybody else? No. I don't think so. So obviously, that's the agenda. So look around, it's right in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. They, they can't see what's in front of their face. No. The human mind is a very interesting thing. I talked about how I used to gaze at the sun for years. Oh, yeah. And one day I saw a very dark cloud behind it, and I realized I must have seen this over and over again. I never even realized it yet because my mind couldn't process it. That's why you got these astronomers mm-hmm. looking up at the night sky which is clearly artificial, yeah. and there's no way to prove that it's not. I said on the show recently, it's impossible for anybody that's not Illuminati to prove that it's not artificial. you got to think yeah. about it. Now, how would you go about proving that it's not artificial? There's no way to do that. <clears throat> anyway. Technology, which we don't. <laughs> it's clearly artificial. This is another subject that nobody talks about in the entire world. Right. me. No. You can't even pick up on it? No, it's an idiocracy. They might say, oh, the moon could be a projection, but they don't say the whole night's sky. Let's try to illustrate very briefly how idiotic this is. 
You live in a world where everything in the sky is moving. Nothing is standing still. Um, I want to be more accurate about that. I think I've seen objects in the sky that did not appear to be moving. It didn't impress me, though. I didn't know what the heck the thing was, you know. I don't know. But I think I saw something once or twice that wasn't moving. But I've gone out night after night. You can really see it if you're up in the mountains or something out in the country. Yeah. The stars are a lot more clear. But they're all wiggling around. No one has ever denied this. But when I pointed out in the sky, people go, wow. No one has denied it. Everyone has seen it. Within 10 seconds. Is that obvious? So we live in a world <clears throat> where everything is moving around in the sky. The sky is artificial, and nobody says a word about it. Even, even when you uh, have someone like me who put out a show back in 2012, it, it just randomly came up. I had a guy out looking at the night sky. It was in the title. Is at the beginning of the title. Like, I can't remember what it was called. They said something about stars. Yeah. I didn't call it artificial night sky back then. I actually didn't think about the subject that much back then. It wasn't well developed. But I had... Uh, Discovered it when I was out mountain climbing one night. It scared the heck out of me. I thought it all had to do with me. See, they were doing this to me. Oh, At first, yeah, I thought like, they were UFOs yeah. because I saw these these stars. That were, they would appear above the ridge line, and then they would sink down below it. So they were clearly moving around. I didn't realize that everything was moving around. <laughs> And I thought that these were UFOs, and I thought that they were doing this for me because I'm a conspiracy researcher. Because they've done all kinds of things, yeah, to me over the years. I've told all these stories, and, and, and when people get in close proximity to me, this is not what I say. This is what they say. Well, I've noticed some weird experiences just from listening and talking to my friend who uh, is aware of this as well. The same phenomenon about the elite, so. It's different with everybody. Now, I can talk about this for the first time because um, we had a a resident mathematician. His name was Clyde down in Florida. Yeah. It sounded like he got a little irritated with me because – I don't know if he got irritated is the right word – because he said, that's not true with me. I said, everybody that gets in close proximity to me, all this strange stuff starts happening. He said, that's not happening with me. Well, Clyde – Okay, he's dead now, so I talked by him a little bit. He had issues. I'm skeptical whether he made it, by the way. Now, <clears throat> I can say anything I want about Uh I believe he's an alcoholic. And um, <clears throat> one night we were doing a show. I'm not sure if this has been released or not, but it was a regular show. And because um, I think it might be in the Madcap Laughs Room, which is where we're at right now. <laughs> Madcap. Madcap. That was the name of a, a Sid Barrett album. His first solo album, the founder of Pink Floyd. The Madcap laughs. Because he was the Madcap. Because they were already saying that he had lost his mind. Which like all did. these uh, ostentatious <laughs> names you have for these things. <laughs> it's very good. You know who the Madcap is here? Me. Yeah. 
I, I can't talk about it, but there's people out there that um, I can't talk about who these people are. You can kind of theorize. Mm-hmm. These are the people that should love you the most. Some of these people that should love me the most, um, <clears throat> I have reason to believe that they think I'm mentally ill. And they've backed away from me. They don't want to be around me anymore. That's the way this, they're aloof. That's the way the society is. They can't process me. Yeah. There was a rumor spread among a large group of people a long time ago. And uh, nobody got an update on it, so these people apparently still believe that. What happens is people get in close proximity to me, and they hear all this kind of secretive stuff, and then they, they, um, they wander away. But then they talk about some of the things, and they tell other people. Well, the other people, like, freak out. They go, what? He's crazy. Yeah. What? You know, they, can't, they can't even remotely process what we're talking about. Remember, you're talking about living in a society that does not acknowledge the spiritual realm, the experts. Right. Let's talk about um, the educational system. Do they acknowledge the... Uh, the spirit realm or any of the entities in the spirit realm? They can't even acknowledge any uh, <clears throat> anything outside of a human. You know, it's like a humanoid-like. Right. They can't even acknowledge the existence of an alien. They can't acknowledge, I don't really believe in aliens, but anything, you know. I believe the, a- the aliens are, yeah, the aliens are um, <clears throat> they're manufactured in a lab. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a bit more I, complex than that because the angels told us that they have souls. God actually puts a soul in them. And that's like mind-boggling to me. But I think the soul is necessary for animation or something like that. It's just the way things So Yeah, they have to have a soul. There's a lot of uh, revelation of method in certain media concerning that, about the underground labs. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't want to deter you from what you were going to say. We don't even know what they're doing. They're, yeah. you know, they're showing us some stuff in Stranger Things back in the 1980s. I'm oh, amazed yeah. at what they're showing you, but they don't really give a whole lot of updates here and there in these movies. They do put a lot of truth in these movies. Right. But it's like it's discredited by the movie itself. Supposedly they put out more truth in the X-Files than anything else. That's what people say. Right there in the X-Files. It's not like the pure truth. It's more like a partial yeah. truth, like mostly true. Remember, they actually talked about chemtrails. They, uh, they had a new season of the chem, uh, X-Files, you know, and they talked about chemtrails. I, I couldn't believe it. But see, oh, that's just a television show. It is on purpose, you know, to, to them it's discredit it because they know how people think. They said, well, that's, that was just on TV. You believe that stuff is real? What they said in the X-Files? But then you just think you're weird, see? Yeah. I guess it's all, it's, uh, it's just all, you know, it's, this is clearly fiction, right? So if you believe <laughs> yeah. it's actually reality, then you must be some type of lunatic. Or... They know what people want to believe, and they know what they don't want to believe, and they tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. They don't want to believe the awful truth. No man does. All men are the same. Nobody wants to believe the awful truth, neither do I. And I wish it wasn't true, but it is. But initially, you know, before I discovered these things, I had no desire 
to believe these things. Yeah. See, some people think Dave wants to believe all these. I don't want to negative world. I don't want to believe it. I wish it was (laughs) different. It's the harsh reality, man. I can't do anything about it. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would we want to believe in this? (laughs) Most people's belief system is centered around what they or based around what they like to believe and what they don't like to believe. It's it's purely emotional belief system. Isn't that crazy? Yes. They just pick and choose like a big buffet. And if they don't like something, they just toss it out. That's their belief system. They really get that down. Yes. You know, uh, I did, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but um, I did want to say, because back in the day, um, I played some games, and one of them was called uh, Far Cry uh, 5, and uh, Hmm. it's about, it clearly presents the messianic figure. Um, It's basically about this, Basically, about this guy who says that all your authorities are corrupt, or these you know supposed authorities are corrupt, and uh, no, everyone is a state of disunity, and they're disobedient to God, and we need someone. Which basically, he pauses himself as the leader to unite the people under yeah his <clears throat> leadership, and it was a movement somewhere uh, somewhere in the West, and it was surrounded. Uh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's somewhere out in Montana or something. And there was woods. Uh, the place is called Eden. It's called the Garden of Eden. He's, that's the place, that this kind of paradise that he brings people to. And Whoa. there's like these mountains. That like means there's a place of protection. Right. Yeah, and, it show, it, yeah, and there's mountains surri- surrounding this Garden of Eden. Like there's like woods and mountains surrounding it. And basically what you do in the game is you're, you're trying to fight off this figure. And it, I, I didn't really know, notice. Oh, my God. This is later. incredible. Yeah. Called Far Cry 5, and his name is John Seed. And uh, I remember playing this, and it's just, it's just trying. And now I realize what it is. It's just trying to get you as the player to fight against the Messiah. Basically, would it be the Messiah? But, of course, they represent him as this kind of malevolent you know, they put a spin off of it, off the Messiah figure, to get you to discredit him, basically. Because they present him as, he has a lot of truth, what he's saying, but he's also very, they present him as like this crazed fanatic, basically. Ah. Yeah. And there's he a, has a lot of truth, but a crazed fanatic. Yeah, basically. It's a cult, it's, it's called like the cult or something, like it's this cult. They calling. will call it a cult. They'll, they yeah. always call it. He'll be a cult leader. I guarantee it, 100%. I've already said that himself. He will be, they will call him a cult leader. Yeah, it, I just thought <laughs> I was like, this is—it's kind of similar to like in the movie uh, Logan when he's Logan's uh, run. No, Lo- the movie Logan with uh, Old Man Logan, Wolverine. Oh, he basically takes these uh, the, these kids out in the woods against this oppressive force, and he's like saving them or something. Like he's like this uh, leader. And uh, I thought that was interesting. I, that could be a reference to the Davidic figure as well. Um, okay, well, they do have predictive programming.